What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Tuesday, December 5th, 20 and 23. And the Buck and I are with you until 10 o'clock this morning on today's show. Some good, bad, and ugly transfer portal news. We'll talk Texas. We'll also go around the country and break down some of the biggest transfer portal news that's out there. Some NFL recap. We spent most of yesterday's show talking Texas football, but plenty of NFL to get into from the weekend. The Texans pick up a big win. The Cowboys are getting set for the biggest game of their season. And unfortunately, another quarterback injury on Monday night football last night that we've got to talk about. We've got uh, ridiculous stories involving former NFL players, a funny casino video that we've got to play for the people, and uh, we'll continue to talk plenty of Texas Longhorn football as uh, Texas gets closer and closer to a college football playoff semifinal matchup against the Washington Huskies. A lot to get to over the next couple of hours, and we are glad that you are here with us today. Good morning, Buck. Good morning, BK. How are you this morning, my friend? Oh, I am uh, a little sore this morning. Ooh. Yeah. I did something. Kind of rough, aren't you? Kind of rough last night? Uh, I Sometimes wish that was. happens, man. Sometimes you got to be up for the up for the battle. Is that right? You get yeah. sore from that from time oh, to time? Oh, sometimes, but you got to win the war. The mm. war is about being in the battle. That's all. You know what I mean? What does the war mean? You're killing her during? Oh, no, no. That means I'm fighting for territory. Mm. I want territory. That's what I want. Was this a game of risk? <laughs> That's right. Sink <laughs> my battleship, baby. Mm. Yeah, no, I did something yesterday that I haven't done in a long time, and I am paying for it today. Well, tell me you worked out. I worked out. Oh, yeah, I know that pain. I started that madness the other day at the hotel for two days, two mornings in a row at 5 o'clock. And believe me, on Sunday when I got here, I said, you know what? Am I going to do this Sunday or am I going to take off Sunday? I took off Sunday. I got right back after it yesterday and then i had a night of my wife and her snoring well a morning where it started at 3 8 3 a.m and i just jolly old got up here and went upstairs and slept on the couch because you know i'm not allowed in the guest room you're not allowed in the guest room no i don't get to sleep in the guest. it's not like i can go into that really nice comfortable bed that's in the guest room i have to come upstairs to my office and this couch where i fall into the abyss when i lay down in it and so my back is like humming this morning, but I couldn't tell if it was her or the dog. So I couldn't blame it. She wanted to try to blame it on the dog. Uh, Zach. She said it was Zach. And I'm like, no, you've been congested for three weeks now. It had to be you. And, you know, once you get that rhythm of hearing somebody snore, it's like you're waiting for it, the next one. And I just said, I, I can't do it. I got to get up. And like I said, I'm going to get a man. I'm going to get a man. Um, you know, I do have a cot that I slept on when we had this house and we had some stuff in this house and it wasn't totally locked when we first moved in, we built the house. I slept on a cot in the garage one time because the garage door wouldn't come down. Mm. And we had all these cabinets in here. So I have a cot, but I, I need a man's sleeping bag, not like a little kid's bag because I can sleep on top of a rug and then use my pillow and I'm fine. Well, I can't okay, hold on. Why, why can't you sleep in your guest room? I don't know. Maybe I'm just a filthy animal or something. You know what I mean? Oh. It's, supposed oh, to be, it's, it's for guests. You know, it's just like the stove. It's everything else. Don't go in there. Don't dirty up the sheets. How often do you have guests over? I don't know. 
three times a year. Okay, why can't you sleep in the guest room? That's absurd. Now, when she comes down with COVID or some of these other strange diseases, uh, she gets to sleep in there, but I can't sleep in there. She's a lot cleaner <laughs> than no I am. Oh, no, she's cleaner than I am. I'd sleep the in the point main. of the guest room. When the husband screws up, he's got to go sleep in the guest room. You're not even allowed to do that. How bad no. are you screwing up? I'm not screwing up at all. I don't, I mean, I get to go, I have my office up here and the couch and the couch should be good enough, but it's really not. You know what sleeping on couches are like, unless you have the great blue herring. I mean, I mean, that that's it. That's absurd, dude. This couch up here, the minute my body hits it, I go into it, it like folds around me. You know what I mean? There's no support in it whatsoever. I'm going to talk to your wife. I could come and sit back in my relaxed the back chair and just fall, but except for I'll fall out of it. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's just not, it's not possible. That's all right. It's just, it's, it's not that often. It's just, you know, you get to sleep. I only need about three and a half, four hours of sleep and I'm good to go anyway. Here's your solution. Here's how we fix this problem that you have right now of you not being allowed to sleep in the guest room of your own house, even when nobody else is ever in there. Not when a guest is here, yeah. You've got to learn how to do laundry. Yeah, I think that could be it. You think that's a part of it? I think that's a part of it. If you tell your wife that, hey, I'll wash the sheets, I'll sleep in here, but I will wash the sheets, then she couldn't say no, right? Well, who's going to put them on once I wash them? Me? You, yeah, yeah, no, you probably you know should. How, you know how difficult that can be. They want those sheets tucked the right way. It's got to fit right over. It can't be any wrinkles in that stuff you know i i don't know that sounds like a lot of work to me it's easier for me to crawl up the stairs like a rat yeah and sleep on a couch that you can't oh. sleep on oh my goodness that's absurd i'll go in go to the academy today and get me a man bag a I'd man like, bag yeah a sleeping bag I, like a purse like a satchel no a man sleeping bag i got like huh. these sleeping bags for kids you know i got all these grandkids i need to get like a real grown-up sleeping bag I'll be good then. I'm telling you, I got a I got a beautiful rug up here. I can I can just lay on that thing with that man sleeping bag, not a kid sleeping bag. My pillow, and I'm good to go. Uh, I don't have to go through all that. I don't dirty up anybody's sheets. I don't cause any problems. I don't wake the dogs. By the way, I'm the one. I'm not snoring. Well, at least she can't hear. She wears earplugs to sleep. Well, she wears earplugs because she snores. It sounds like she yeah. doesn't want to hear herself. Probably. Maybe that's maybe that's the whole gig. She doesn't want to hear herself. Put her in the guest room. I don't know why. She can't hear. I mean, really, she can't hear. She yeah. she wears earplugs. She can't hear anyway. Mm. I get yelled at for not coming down and talking to her. I talk to her from upstairs and she can't <laughs> hear. How do you like that? Uh, I hope she's, she's not always, listening right now because they're dunking on her here. What she's it's always what? I hear I get more what? Mm. What it's like when I had little kids. You say something to them, you'd be right in their face, and you take a start walking away, and they go, "What? Oh. Like I just got through screaming at you right in your face. You heard everything I said." Then they walk away, and go, "What'd you say? <laughs> What'd you say, pops?" That's selective hear hearing for the kids. Oh yeah, they have yeah. selective. So does she. Yeah, it seems yeah, that it's way. The it's the same. They're the same way. Oh, Those man. people are the same way. They have selective hearing too. Those people. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas. The soldiers in the state of Texas and all those that fight for us each and every day, thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. Thank you very, very much to you and your families, and please be safe out there. Amen. Can I show you something real quick, Buck? Show it to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's for real? That's for real. Where's Florida State? They're oh. pissed. 
Oh, are they pissed? Well, they've got state. They got Florida state senators, like not from the university, but from the actual state of Florida, who are like releasing statements talking about how garbage it is that Florida State got left out of the college football playoff. Like this thing has gone beyond sports oh, now. You got oh, yeah. politicians who are Rhonda Sampson, Rhonda Sampson, or whatever his name is. is Rhonda Sampson, I believe that's a woman. Oh, okay. You're talking about Ron DeSantis. Oh, that guy, not Rhonda DeSantis. I mean, he, <laughs> he's he's pissed too. He didn't play it down. He didn't do anything. Oh, the governor is mad yeah. about something now. Yeah. Oh man, guy running for president. Yeah, he's got something to say too. Yeah. Well, Florida State's got every right to be pissed. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah. But... Get over yourself, Florida State. Have some angst for a while. Hey, embrace the hate. Race <laughs> the hey hey we we don't know if you're ever going to make it to the college football playoff again and this was uh your best chance but yes hey don't get over it don't worry about that guys you'll be fine well they look like they, that defense they got going they'll find a quarterback somewhere yeah the program is picking up guys doing a good job they're on the rise yeah they, they, they yes. got a little texas to them where uh, you know, it was a sluggish start for their coach, Mike Norvell, and some people were wondering whether or not he was the right guy. And then uh, he finally got a few things figured out. And yes, he did. Florida State had a great year. I mean, they're 13-0. and They've won 18 straight games dating back to last year. They obviously won the ACC championship. They just got screwed, obviously, by the injury to Jordan Travis. That was brutal. And then the college football playoff committee decided to Sean Kemp dunk on them on Sunday and say, yeah, sorry, even though you guys didn't lose a game, you can't get in. Uh, but yeah, I, I think there'll be a factor, especially in the ACC, right? Like Clemson's at this weird impasse right now where they've obviously they dominated are. that conference and they've been one of the more dominant teams in college football. But they've been the in battles, BK, with, with Mac Brown and recruiting now all of a sudden, you know? Yeah. Mac's getting some of the kids that Clemson was getting when, when North Carolina was down and Mac was out of football for a while. I'm not super worried about North Carolina. Like they just have no. – maybe the number one overall pick at quarterback and they couldn't make a ton of noise with him. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, the ACC is just not that good. Obviously most of the talent in college football is headed to the sec and the big 10. So uh, Florida state's got a chance to make the playoff the next few years. Sure. By getting the automatic bid in the ACC, or maybe they'll be good enough for an at large bid, even if they can't win the conference, but you know, that was a group that wanted out. Remember how they wanted out of the ACC? We're the ones holding up the mantle for the ACC. Yep. Well, not so much. Show there's your power right there. You couldn't get it done. Well, Florida State. Undefeated. I know Florida State's thinking if they were in the SEC and they did what they did, then oh. they'd be in. And they're right. They're right. Now they played a much easier schedule in the All Cupcake Conference, as I like to call the ACC, than they would have in the SEC, but. Um, yeah, so there it is. It's, it's not photoshopped. I've spent many an hour photoshopping Texas's logo into the CFP graphic and it's still glorious, man. I I'm still on cloud 10. Like I have been really ever since Sunday, I was pretty happy after the game Saturday, walking out of AT&T stadium in Arlington. But obviously once the uh, selection show went down yesterday, I've been, I've been pumped and I just, I want to keep making sure I'm going to keep looking at this at periodic times over the next month just to make sure that it is, in fact, real and we are playing in the college yeah, football they, playoff. They, when it all came down to a BK, it was Alabama that screwed Florida State. Yeah. That was the only one that it could have been. It just, there was nobody else on there. It, was, it had nothing to do with Texas. Yeah, Texas I think it, it would have been us. It would have been us, right? Like if Georgia beat Alabama, we would have been the team to knock Florida State out, right? Yes, that's like, right. Would, would Florida State have gotten in over Texas, you think? 
No, I mean, not, not, no, still yeah. not with, I mean, they would, yeah, I mean, still with the quarterback deal, they, they threw it all in the quarterback. They made it really, they really made it simple when it was all said and done. It was all about their quarterback. The committee yeah. made it all about that guy not playing because there was no other reason. There just wasn't. You could have messed with schedule. You could, it was all about the quarterback and their job was to get the best four teams. If that quarterback's not playing, they're not one of the best four teams. So everybody can talk about how they were undefeated. Nobody beat them. They, they got in there. They had their backups at the backups, still win a conference championship. But the committee, when they sat down, said, we're, our, our, we're going to do what we're supposed to do for the very first time in all of this. We're supposed to get the four best teams. And without that quarterback, they're not. Yeah. Here was uh, Boo Corrigan from Sunday. Boo Corrigan, of course, the college football playoff committee chairman. He was asked basically how important the Jordan Travis injury was to – this ultimate decision, and here's what he said. Yeah, we, we had eight really good teams this year, right? Somewhat of a unique year uh, in the last year of the four, right, as, as we go through this. But, you know, looking at um, the player availability was really important to, to what's going on. And, and I think someone said it there, you know, you can lose a running back, you could lose a wide receiver, but, you know, a quarterback as dynamic as – uh, Jordan Travis, it, it changes their offense in its entirety. And that was really a big factor uh, with the committee as we went through everything. So there you and go. I believe that's, and I believe that's the truth. I, that's, that's very much. I mean, that was a 14-point – that's a 14-point guy that they lost. And they, that, that doesn't make them part of that, that final four. Yeah, as DJ says, if Florida State would have beaten Louisville by 50 points on Saturday night, they would have gotten in, right? Like if they looked – really good in either the Florida or the Louisville game, right? Like either or, you know, because they didn't have their second-string quarterback against Louisville. But if that kid, Tate Rodemaker, who played against Florida, the number two QB, if he played awesome and Florida State beat Florida by like 30 or 40, then the committee might have been like, well, that guy was just concussed. He's probably not out for the year. He might be able to play in the semifinal. And, And Florida State showed us that, no, like even without Jordan Travis, they've got a quarterback capable enough of actually making them a legitimate yeah, threat. Yeah, so they're down the with a soft melon cross them too. Yeah, but, I mean, that guy sucked. Like, yeah, like they, they – neither of their backup quarterbacks looked like they had any juice, and they didn't play well in either game. Obviously, the defense is great. Uh, you feel for the other kids on that team who clearly did enough to uh, to make it to the college football playoff. But, yeah, just the injury. Yeah, their man. defense is good, as good as Michigan's or better. It's it's legit. I mean, they've got some NFL talent on there. Jared Verse, the oh, edge yeah. rusher, is probably a top ten pick in April's NFL draft. Two and, quarterbacks are good. Yeah, they're good. They're good players. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just I feel like yeah. Look, if Georgia beat Bama, we'd be looking at Georgia one, Michigan two, Washington three, and Texas four. Like I just it it feels to me that the committee had its mind made up that uh, they just didn't want Florida State to get in. And they, they felt better about both Texas and Alabama. And obviously, when the committee put Bama in, they had to put Texas in yes. right? because of the head-to-head matchup. That's the one thing for as critical as we were of the CFP committee throughout this entire process. And they deserve to be criticized, especially with their ridiculous organ love that they had throughout this thing. They always maintained that Texas was better than Alabama. Yes. Right? Even though Texas was too low at seven, uh, they were still always a spot ahead of Bama throughout this They're entire thing. So once Bama, once it was decided that they were getting in, you knew Texas had to get in and you knew they had to be ranked ahead of Alabama. So, yeah, Bama winning probably helped us out because otherwise we'd be playing Georgia. Yes. And, look, may- maybe Texas could win that game. 
Uh, but you'd be, I think, a little bit more nervous going up against the two-time defending champs who hadn't lost a game in like three years versus this Washington team that uh, is good, really good. You don't make it to the playoff. You don't go 13-0 and and win a conference championship if you're not good. This is not me dunking on Washington or trying to give them bulletin board material or anything like that, but they ain't Georgia, Buck. No, I don't. I, I just I, I don't know if their defense can can hold Texas to to 30 points or less. I just I see this as a oh they're gonna score too because that's secondary, somebody's gonna get open. Yeah. There are gonna be people open in the secondaries. If they if, if Michael Penix doesn't get pressured, I mean we did see him last year uh in that other bowl game, that uh, home away from home bowl. I mean, we saw him, that guy can throw it. And that guy can that guy will throw it to the same guy over and over. If you can't cover a guy on their offense, that's a problem for anybody that they would have been playing. Yeah. But you yeah. gotta be able to pressure him. He doesn't want to run. He doesn't no. like to run. That's not his deal. No, you're right. Yeah, Texas's defense has to be aggressive. They can't play soft coverage. They can't just let Michael Penix sit back there in the pocket and have time to throw the ball down oh, the no. field because he's one of the best in the country. He leads He'll the find country. somebody. Yeah, He'll he leads find the country somebody. in passing. Well, they've got the best wide receiving core in football. Like, yes, Texas might be number two right behind Washington, and Texas's receivers are awesome. And you throw JT Sanders in the mix, then, yeah, this group is elite, elite, elite. But Washington's just got three studs, three studs on the outside and, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a tall task for this Texas defense for sure. They've got to be aggressive. They can't let Michael Penix Jr. No. have time in the pocket to just uh, kind of pick and choose where he wants to go with the football. I know Texas at times has been very good at getting pressure with just four, and that's great, but you can't just consistently hope and pray that your four guys are oh, going no, to win up front. you got to bring extra blitzers yeah. just to make sure that uh, you're forcing Penix into some questionable decisions. Yeah, and he makes and he makes good decisions when they're questionable. That's the thing with him. I mean, as you said, pressure, he has to be sacked. I mean, you you can't, you got to be on his arm or in his face. You can't just push the pile back because he steps from side to side. Yep. He can go, you know, for a lefty, he can go to his right and throw back across the field like nobody's business. He's He's got he throws darts. So you've got to he's got to be sacked a couple of times, BK. You have to make him more than uncomfortable. You've got to force him to spin around and move around in the pocket. I mean, he does it well, but he's not escaping the pocket like some of these other th- throwers that we've seen. You know, he's not like the kid from Oklahoma that'll take off and hurt. He's like none of those guys. He doesn't want to even do that stuff. He's done it over the last two games because he's had to. You know, their their team has been pressured into a lot of things lately. You know, their offense has been kind of sluggish their defense has been really bad you know they started out the season their defense was just on top of the world and they started to get some injuries and then they start to falter a little bit then the offense just wasn't scoring enough they were scoring enough to win because that guy was still throwing darts but like you said you got to make him got to make him want to think he has to run you know yeah yeah it's kind of a tale of two seasons for washington now they didn't lose so no that's right They, they didn't screw up they didn't lose a game but early on, they were just beating the brakes oh, yeah. off of teams. They were winning by 30 and 40. It felt like they were scoring 50, 60, 70 every single Saturday. And then they played that Oregon game, the first Oregon game, and they won a game-winning field goal. And then Oregon missed a game-tying field goal at the end that would have forced overtime. That was a huge win for them. Weren't but, they in a dog fight with the Buffs for a while even? Yeah, after that, they just uh, they kind of struggled in the second half of the season. Uh, I don't know. No, Washington did not play Colorado this year, okay. but 
They beat Arizona State 15-7. to Yes. The week after the Oregon game. Arizona State, one of the worst teams in Power 5. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They they beat Stanford by 9. Like, Stanford sucks. They beat USC by 10. But this was when USC was completely falling apart in the second half of the season. They beat Utah, quality team, but by 7. And then they beat Oregon State by 2. Washington was an underdog in that game. That was in Corvallis. It was a game a lot of Texas fans were obviously rooting for Oregon State in. Washington got it done, and then they only beat Washington State, who went 5-7 and seven by 3. They needed a game-winning field goal at the buzzer to win the Apple Cup this year. So it's like there were a lot of people doubting Washington. That's why they were a 9.5-point dog going up against the rematch against Oregon, even though they beat Oregon in the regular season. They just weren't really passing the eye test. And if you think Texas played a bunch of close games, Washington, like every game Washington played yeah. in the second half was close. They didn't have 35-6 to six over BYU. They didn't have 57 to seven over Texas tech. Like all of their games were basically decided by one score. And that's why people were like, well, I don't know if they're good enough because they haven't looked good enough to beat an Oregon team that was starting to blow people out. But uh, clearly Washington still has some juice to them. They beat one of the hottest teams in college football in a neutral field. So they're still legit. And yeah, their, their offense, even though it isn't quite as explosive as it was early in the season, it's still filled with NFL talent. I mean, they've got a first-round offensive lineman. They've got a first-round receiver. Michael Penix is a Heisman finalist. Those came out yesterday. Like, that group is loaded with talent. And I, I think Vegas has the over-under at 64-and-a-half. They're like you, Buck. They're expecting a lot of points in this matchup. Yes. Yeah, I am, too. I, I just think it's going to be it's going to be a free-for-all. It's going to be a, a passing frenzy. I think both teams – I think Texas will be able to run the ball against that Washington defense. I think Texas just does what they've been doing. That's all. Nothing, nothing changes with the way Sark calls, calls his off. But, but you know you got to score because you need to understand this. As much as you love your players and your team, that secondary is weak. And a guy like this will tear that secondary apart. And, you know, Sark schemes guys open. This secondary, this wide receiver group, like you said, is just talented enough. You can scheme it right all you want to. They can out-jump you. They can outrun you. They are really skillful. Yeah, that's the, biggest, that's the biggest on-paper disadvantage for Texas, right? Washington's sure. got the number one passing offense in the country. Texas has the number 85 pass defense in the country. That's a mismatch. Yeah, that's a mismatch. It is. And that's why, yeah, you're 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 thinking Texas's offense might have to look like it did against Oklahoma State. Oh, there's no has, doubt. Or, or, or Texas Tech, they have to play that way. That's yeah. It's got to be that game. It's got to be high 40s. You know, you got to try to get in the high 40s or maybe even 50s because that team is going to – that team right there is getting at least 28 points. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're get, At the least they're getting is 28 on this defense. Yeah. So, look, the good news is it feels like Texas's offense is playing as well as it's played all season sure. long. They've and I believe they'll be in the 30s. I believe they're, 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 Texas is going to be in the 30s. It doesn't matter who they play. I don't care if it was Michigan. I think Texas right now offensively would be in the 30s. Mm, okay. Against any, whether it's Georgia, Florida State, they were going to get in. I'm glad they never had to play Florida State. I didn't like the way those defense. That, I didn't like the way those defensive ends were coming. That one dude, number five, who was a pro, who was who could have gone last year. That guy's a scary player. I would have loved to have played Florida State. You kidding me? Oh, without the quarterback, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd rather play them with the quarterback than the other three teams that are in the playoff. Really, even Washington, yeah. including Washington. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. 
Uh, it'd be a good game, be a close game. But I, I felt like Texas is better than Florida State all season long. So um, I wouldn't have hated that matchup. It would have been pretty fun, too, with those historic brands and those uniforms. That would have been fun to watch. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't know if low 30s is going to be enough in this game for Texas, honestly. Oh, like, if I say in the 30s, I you're mean saying, 30, You're saying Washington 30. scores 20, what, 28? Yeah, they're, that's that's on the low end for them is 28, I believe. Yeah, like 31. Yeah. I mean, if you give me 34 to 38 points, I'm okay. Okay. Yeah, that might be what it takes. I mean, if it's like 31-28, then that doesn't even hit the over. Like, no. Maybe the game doesn't go over, but Vegas is telling you they expect more than just that. So some of the games that Texas has played this year, it's felt like first to 30. This might be a first to 40 kind oh, of yeah, game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I and one thing about Sark now is, I think it is put your foot on the gas and let's go. I, I think if I, I think if you're playing well and you're in the twenties, I think he's looking to get into the forties. I, I don't think he's like trying to run the clock out with his run game because of the way they can play offense. I think it's 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 not it's not a conservative game plan. It's not conservative whatsoever until maybe if you get into the finals, it gets a little conservative at place where you may kick a field goal because you need the points. But in the semifinals, oh no, playing this group. You've got to score. I think you got to be in that that high thirties to forties yeah. against Washington. Washington, I just I just don't trust the secondary, and I don't. I, I like the defense. I like them against the run, but I don't trust that they'll get all that no, enough pressure on a quarterback that, that, as good as this kid is. Now, yeah. you know, we, of course, we've had, we've got it. We saw him last year, and you know they get after him, but that guy can throw at people in his face. I mean, you have to sack him. You got to really push him off the spot. You got to make him think that, okay, I better run this football instead of throw it. But he's looking to throw as he's moving around always. Yeah, he doesn't run at all. Um, I just had to – And he had a couple of key first down runs the other day to save their ass, you know, in that game. Where Michael, he took off. Michael Penix Jr., here are his rushing numbers for this season. He's got 29 carries for negative 18 yards. Oh. And that's sack yardage, obviously, included, which is why the number is in the negatives. But – 29 carries, including sacks. He doesn't run. So no, that's like, run. you don't have, like, Michael Penix is better than Dylan Gabriel, but you don't have to worry about the no. Dylan Gabriel athletic. You don't need a spy. You don't need to waste a guy in spot. No. You need him in coverage. No, or, you need him blitzing. You blitzing, don't need yeah. extra guys in coverage. You need them blitzing. That's what you need because that's when Texas's defense is at its best, when they're bringing more pressure and not dropping more guys in the secondary. It's annoying. We need to drop eight game. and rush three. Oh, my God. What, are we Auburn? <laughs> God, on fourth and goal from the 31? Unbelievable. What a college football season this was, man. And it still oh. is. It is. It's awesome. And sorry, once again, sorry about that, Florida State. But, you know, as I said over the last week or so, the committee's job is to get the best four. Sorry somebody got hurt, you know? I, I mean, it feel, I felt bad for the kid when it happened. Yeah. I knew that was going to affect that team. You just knew it. BK down and they still won. And people are that's why people are pissed that they still won despite losing a star. But you're supposed to get the four best teams. And that committee over the last couple of years, they've had it pretty easy. This was a hard one. So you had to make a hard choice. And that that hard choice was getting that Florida hate now. Sorry about that, Florida. Let me ask you this. And this really doesn't matter at all. How's that for a tease? I'm sure our listeners will be locked in to what I have to say now. Why is Florida State ranked ahead of Georgia? Like, Ooh, they're mean, playing each other in the Orange Bowl, and Georgia's a 14-point favorite. So 
does the committee really think that Florida State is better than Georgia without Jordan Travis? Like they're not better than Alabama in the committee's eyes, which is why Bama's in and FSU is out. Right. But they 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 think they're better than Georgia, even though Georgia's a two touchdown favorite in a game that's going to be played in the state of Florida. And that's, that's something. Weird. Yeah, like irrelevant because they're both out, right? But like, yes. I, just, I thought that was kind of bizarre. Like Georgia dropped from one to six. They dropped five. Yeah, that was the hammer that I was worried about more than anything. Okay. Where's Georgia going to drop? I said that they, last week they're not dropping past four. Well, they did because they look like crap against Alabama. That's why. Well, they yeah, I mean they did because they had to put Bama in because Bama beat Georgia, and they That's had to right. put Texas in because Texas beat Bama. Like if Texas didn't beat Alabama this year, if Texas played some crappy. FCS team in week two, then yeah. Well, somebody remembered the committee remembered that win. They've been remembering it the whole now. Other people around the country had forgotten about it. You know, all the, the sports pundits, you would hear them. It was like, oh no, well, that game doesn't matter. That's when Alabama wasn't this or they weren't that. Look at them now. No, they're still Alabama when you beat them in the first couple of weeks of the season. Sorry yeah. about that. That just shows you how good Alabama is because of the fact that they bounced back after that and never lost another game. Yeah, you know, so the worst Nick Saban team in history. Oh, you know, a team that was going to win eight games. Hell, a team that might have won six games this year. And that know. damn team is still good enough to win a national championship. Hell yeah, that, they piece, are. that piece of crap that they pulled out there this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone was trying to discredit Texas for winning that game the way that they did. Oh, by the way, we'll talk plenty of transfer portal today because there's a, a lot of news from around the country to get to. So when Texas beat Alabama in week two, Jalen Milrow, of course, was the starting quarterback for the Tide. He got benched after that game. Yes, he did. For a guy named Tyler Buckner, who started the game against South Florida. Alabama barely beat USF in week three. And then obviously they went back to Jalen Milrow and Milrow took off and Bama took off. Um, Tyler Buckner entered the transfer portal yesterday and he's already committed somewhere, Buck. He's going to Tech, Texas Tech. Nope, he's go oh no. He's going to Notre Dame to play lacrosse. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy Nick Saban thought might have been better than Jalen Milrow is now about to play college lacrosse. Yeah, like, I was I was hoping he was going to tech because they will they'll have forty seven portal quarterbacks, but before before this time is up, they'll have Lehigh's quarterback. Lehigh? Who is that? Who's Lehigh's quarterback? I don't know, but the Texas Tech will grab about five or six of them because you know they need about five or six of them during the course of the year. <laughs> they always be hurt. Do. Yeah, they'll be hurt. They'll be at number four by yeah. game two. I'm yeah. I'm so excited for for the Longhorns. It's just I I never thought they were in position on Sunday to get screwed. I never felt that way. Yeah, I mean I like I was worried Saturday watching the Florida State Louisville game because we all wanted Louisville to win because we would have oh. felt more secure about making it into the Final Four. But there were two things. I think I mentioned this to you yesterday. If not, I said them to Trey. Two things that made me feel good going into the selection show on Sunday morning. The AP poll had come out, and Texas yeah. was ranked number three in yes. that. And the Vegas odds, that was the bigger one. Like, the Vegas odds, because they, they did live odds, just whether or not a team was going to make it to the college football playoff. It was a yes, it was a no. And the Vegas odds, just throughout the night and into the morning on Sunday – just kept going in favor of Texas. And I think by the time we got to 11 a.m., when that show started on ESPN, Texas was like minus 1,000 to get in to the CFP. And you know as well as I do, Buck. And our oh, yeah, Vegas says too, it. Yeah, they, like Vegas ain't losing money. 
Texas no. was like plus 500 to not make the playoff. You're, Vegas ain't giving out those slips. They knew what no. was going on. So at that point, I was like, oh, yeah. Now it's just a matter of where Texas is going to be ranked. But we we knew their name was going to get called. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I love it. For, like I said, I love it for the team. I think it's it's great. I think I think the college committee got it right. People are just people are talking about how wronged Florida State. Hey, eventually somebody was going to get wronged in this deal. It just that that was the way it's going to be. You can't continue to do this year in year out without somebody getting a screwy. Hey, it just so happened to be the Seminoles this year. Yeah, well, there have been a lot of years where it's like. It's almost felt like the committee has just had to reach to find four teams. How about I mean, when, you had, when you had two two teams that were – I mean, it was always – it was a struggle of three teams that were undefeated. Which two were you going to take when it was the BCS? Yeah. I mean, that was that was tough. It's been tough. This one didn't seem – it just didn't feel like it was as tough. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's tough, tough luck for Florida State. Oh, but whoa. This was the hardest year maybe they've ever had. This is bad. This is – it was tough for Florida State. Like I said, somebody was going to get the scroogey. And the whole thing with Texas beating Alabama couldn't have been Texas. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't going to stick it to Texas. No, now, even though people were pretty mad at Texas for jumping to the the SEC, as we talked about, now that did come into my mind a little bit. Are they going to be still that pissed about all of this? Yeah. Who's on that committee? I mean, who's on that committee? From there's nothing from Texas. There was not. There was not enough representation on that. No. So it was all about the game. It was all about the Alabama game. And like you said, that committee never waiver of putting uh alabama in front of texas after they lost to texas yep and alabama beating georgia obviously helped too sure. uh because yeah if alabama was getting in texas had to get in so yes no, this, this was tough for the committee i mean it, it's kind of funny the first year back in 2014 when you had ohio state baylor and tcu all vying for one spot that was a tough decision and that was criticized forever and yep. baylor and tcu fans still are mad about that, even though Ohio State won the national championship as the four seed that year. Uh, and then this year, the last year of the four-team playoff, like the, the, those were the toughest two years the committee had. And like last year was like, shit, man. I mean, TCU lost in the conference championship and got in. Like Georgia was undefeated. They were number one. They had won two championships in a row. They lost in conference championship play. They dropped the number six. TCU yeah. last year lost to K-State in the conference title game, and they dropped from number three to number three. Like, last year was like, oh, shit, now we got to leave them in. Like, this is pretty easy. And then Ohio State, we had two teams in the same conference get in. Yes. And Ohio State, who didn't even play in the Big Ten title last year, they got in. And this year it was like, well, Ohio State, they lost to Michigan. They're not in the Big Ten championship game. They've got no shot. Sorry, Buckeyes. Yeah, so we, was, we, we talked about one. that. No chance this year. You're not. You're watching this weekend. No, no, we had uh, like this would have been a great year for eight teams, you know, obviously 12. I, I'm happy for Texas. Like, shit, that's one fewer game Texas has to play and win now. So it worked out well. But uh, from my unbiased college football fandom standpoint, I would be like, oh, eight team playoff or 12 team playoff this year would have been electric. Oh, yeah. Electric. All right, Buck. I didn't even ask you before we started today. I'm sorry to put you on the spot here, but uh, any tip for kids? This morning. Hey, kids, how about this? Don't count the days. Make the days count. Wow. I know you're getting ready. You're getting ready to be on your vacation, but don't start thinking about your holiday vacation. Make every day count today. Make Start today. Make them all count. Don't count the days. Make the days count. I like that. It's for you, too, BK. That's one for you, too. I'm counting down the days till Hanukkah, baby. Two days. Two more days. 
December 7th. We've got an early Hanukkah this year, baby. Sort of like winter. Sort of my like my early winter. winter call for the 17th of December. That's still your call? That's my call. Even though I can show you proof that winter starts. How on can the you give, there's no proof. Somebody just said that and you guys bought into it. That's the proof. No, you can't believe. Believe in me. Believe in my picks. Believe in my 5,000 unit plays. Oh. Don't believe in anybody else's. Come on now. You're down 32,000 units this season and you're yeah. asking people to believe in you? I made a little something something this weekend, didn't I? Yeah, you you went up 4,000 units this week. Congratulations. You're still down more than 30K on the year, which means, uh, yeah, if you are Jewish, you are not getting any gifts this year. Well, Sorry you know about what? that, Jewish you, kids. Yeah, well, all you Catholics and Baptists out there, I'll get you a little something, something before Christmas. Because we, we got, got some NFL. We got some time here. Yeah, you know, I, I heard there were uh, record numbers of homeless under the bridges this I gave them sandwiches for Thanksgiving. What else did I need to do? Yeah, you had stolen all of their money with your shitty gambling picks, <laughs> and they needed food, and you did deliver them food, so it was nice of you to pay them back in that regard, but they would have preferred to have had, you know, a home to spend Thanksgiving. It wasn't a $100 sandwich, believe me. No, no, no it, was it was not. not. You got no. time. You got time. You got Army-Navy this weekend you could bet on, which that's the most American thing ever, to bet on the most American game ever, right? You yes, it is. Like, that's one of my biggest bets of the year every year is the Army-Navy game. Go Army. Your, yeah, your Team Army this year? I'm Team Army this year. I'm joining Team Navy. I'm Go Army this year. Army's a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and it feels yeah. like the line is two-and-a-half every year. I'm it's, not never sure more, it's never more than three. I don't, I don't think it's, it's just like, man, you pick one, and both teams are five and six this year, apparently. So it's, Go Army. I'm going to make some coin this week. Okay. Well, then I, game, yes. I'd like to congratulate the midshipmen of Navy for uh, a win in America's game because the Buck has Army. Just like you're literally – now you're disparaging our military. Come on, man. Yeah, you're literally – there's a game that the Cowboys this weekend. I got big picks for you. Anybody playing San Francisco has got a problem from this point on. Mm. After what I saw this weekend, wow. Yeah, how about their performance? Who woke them up? Who told them to get out of bed and start playing football? Yeah, the bye week came at a perfect time for them, oh. didn't it? They had lost three in a row. They had the bye. They got some guys back from injury, and since then they have just been running over teams, including that blowout victory in Philadelphia on Sunday afternoon. Man, which man. Cowboys fans don't like rooting for the Niners, but Cowboys fans were uh, left pretty happy with that result because the Cowboys have a chance to get back into first place with the win over Philly. Easier said than done, of course, this Sunday. But you know what? Philly can't get pissed. They don't have enough players to get pissed. I saw guys limping around out there. They got a secondary that can't cover anybody. Good luck covering CeeDee Lamb this weekend at home. Indeed. Wow. Indeed. All right, before we get into that, we've got some NFL to talk about, some transfer portal stuff to talk about. You did give your tip for kids, Buck, brought to you by our great friends at Relax the Back. I love those folks there. Relax the Back. They give me the comfort that I needed, which I should have sat in my Relax the Back chair last night instead of getting up on the sofa. Now, take advantage of Relax the Back when they have the Tempur-Pedic, all those mattresses and those wonderful select massage chairs that they have, the unbelievable pillows. And I've taken advantage of with those folks of last 20 years with my back. I needed to. I had thoracic reconstruction done. And without that chair, if I was sitting in that thing that BK is sitting in right now, there'd be tears rolling down my eyes. I couldn't take it. 
and the pain would be that way. But I have been saved thanks to Relax Back. Heal, work smarter, sleep, reimagine, recover overnight, restorative sleep, and live pain-free just like the buck at Relax the Back. Two locations, BK at the Hill Country Galleria, across from the Whole Foods, and, of course, in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center, across from the Container Store, folks. We love the folks at Relax the Back. Thank you very much, Jason, and your gang. Absolutely. Yeah, perfect holiday gift for your loved one or yourself. Uh, a new chair. You know who needs a new chair? is my doctor. Doc Trey has hip problems now. He doesn't know where he hurt his hip, which scares me because, you know, you know, playing in that sand can do that to you. That little sand volleyball, you know, don't quite get your feet stabilized in there. Your feet move around a lot. So yeah. probably he's playing the dangerous sport and he doesn't even know it. There's danger in that sand volleyball, obviously. Mid 40s, top gun level sand volleyball <laughs> yeah. is dangerous. Oh, now. No, that's Olympic level that he plays. Oh, yeah. With those dudes, with yeah. Goose and the rest of them. Shirtless dudes just lathering each other up, playing that deep volleyball. Guys, yeah. Like yeah. those dudes in the booth. I mean, oh, yeah. That's those dudes. Dudes in the booth. Oh, yeah. Oh, Brando and Tillman. And Tillman, yeah, those two dudes. Want to see those guys Let again? Couple, let me see a couple of Top Gunners. <laughs> oh, Trey, you've slammed <laughs> me again. <laughs> oh, my God. Which guy is Trey in that video? Is he Brando Tillman. or is he no, Tillman? No, he's Tillman. He's oh, Tillman. So he's, he's, Trey. he's the catcher. Trey's doing the twerking and he's catching, huh? Yeah, he's the catcher for sure. Yeah. Unbelievable. I don't ever want to see those two. Those, those are they done? We don't see them anymore. They don't do bowl games together, do I'm sure they'll call a bowl game or two for Fox. Yeah. They won't have our game, thankfully. Oh my goodness. Because you know, we're playing for the college football playoffs. So Woo! we uh that's on the ESPN family of networks. So we don't have it's to worry not about a Fox that. Network deal, is it? No, thank God. Hey, shout out to Relax the Back. And if uh, you pick up a Relax the Back chair, you got to be watching your AV Consultations TV. Yes. Like the Buck. Buck's got the Relax the Back chair, and he's got that ginormous, what is it, 85, 85 inch? inches. Yeah, yes. AV Consultations. Here's a word from our man, Tom McKay. McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations, and all of us at Audiovisual would like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. This time of year can get a little hectic, so we want to remind you to relax, enjoy the season with your family and friends, and give us a call for all your home entertainment needs. If you save the time you spend in traffic and big store crowds, you'd have more time with the people you actually enjoy. So smile, hug your kids, make love to your wife, and cheer the game with your friends. Call us at 255-8678. That's 512-255-8678 or online at avconsultations.com. Is he Linus? Is Linus the guy who played the piano or was it Pigpen? Which one? It was Linus, right? I think so. Yeah, I think it was Linus. Somebody's going to correct us if we're wrong about that. But, no, Pigpen didn't do anything. They didn't let him in the house. He can never play the piano. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch enough. You didn't watch Charlie enough Brown. peanut stuff? No, I wasn't a big Charlie Brown guy either. I just Yeah, I, I don't know if it was a little bit after my time or it was just not something my family was into. I think I was yeah. digging on Lucy. Was who's, who's Lucy? Was that Linus's sister? You were digging on a young girl who's also animated. I was, Josh I was Giddy? young at that time too. I was into cartoons and things. Okay, Josh Giddy over here, just uh, <laughs> oh my god, trying to pick up these problems. young girls, underage girls. My god, Josh Giddy, that's high school girl. What is wrong with that dude? Well, well considering I did go out with a girl three years, two and a half years younger 
when I went to college and she was, I went to the prom, her prom when I got to Boston College. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing right with that either, Carl Malone. <laughs> Come on. I was one year removed from high school. Everybody's saying Schroeder played the piano. Oh, Schroeder, that clown. Mm. <laughs> that guy wouldn't have been in my gang. Schroeder didn't do anything but play the piano. Was that his deal for them? I don't know. He wasn't like, like, I... he wasn't like a wide out. He didn't play DB. Schroeder just was a piano guy. You know, like the bass. Dun, 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 dun. That was his deal for athletics. I guess. Come on, Schroeder. You got to have an organ guy. I mean, really? Come on. That, that, those guys make the baseball games. You need those dudes. Of course you do. Oh, man. Now I feel even worse than it was Schroeder. Double D. I could never tell if Schroeder's knees were his feet or his feet were his knees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gonna, all right. Hold on. Let's see how quickly I could pull up a video of oh, Schroeder. Of Schroeder. I don't even know what to search on YouTube. Well, what probably. the hell did Linus do? What was Linus? Linus was a linebacker. He was the one who walked around with the with the blanket over his shoulder all the time. Yeah, Linus had the blanket. He was all insecure about everything. All right, let's see if I can share this screen here. Somebody tell quick. me if Linus, if Lucy was Linus's sister, and Charlie Brown was trying to bang Lucy. Well, you're trying to ask for Linus's permission so you can <laughs> hook up with the underage Lucy. There's Schroeder and that stupid Snoopy. Okay, yeah, now, now I'm curious. Is it where are his feet and where are his knees? <laughs> He's got his butt cheeks on the ground. Is that what that is? Like, those are his feet, those little brown things. Okay, yeah, those look like shoes. And then what is that just black blob? Are those his pants? That's his butt on the floor. He didn't even have a chair. Thing is huge, man. Guy was packing back then. <laughs> that was his ass, dude. Ah. Here's your random Charlie Brown shift of the day. I don't know how the hell we got to that thing. I just still need to know whose sister was Lucy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you thinking, it's Char- I'm thinking it's Charlie Brown. No, Charlie Brown didn't have a sister. I don't know. Come on, you people. It's Tuesday. Wake up. I'm still concerned about you hitting on it. On Lucy? Young, yeah. Lucy and was yeah, okay. What, what was the story of you at prom? You were like a senior in college and you went to prom with a freshman in high school or something? I had, I had met, a, I had met a, this, a, a, a girl who was in my class, a freshman. I had met her. We went to some party together. I came back to her room. She showed me her photograph book. And i like, who is that? And she said, that's my sister. She's a junior. She's going to be a senior in high school. I met her. And then I met her. And I dated her for three years in college. The sister. Yeah, I went to her high school prom when she became you, a senior. I you was took you took a girl home, and then asked about her sister. Her sister was in the book. She showed me her photo book, and I said, "Who's that?" She said, "That's my sister." Well, I wasn't trying to date the girl that I took to a party. Oh, okay. I was just being a friend. We were we were friends. We had you know met at school for a couple months, and I was I was we were friends. We weren't trying. I wasn't trying anything. I wasn't going above and beyond. She just invited me up after that. I sat there. Yeah. You know, we had a couple of drinks. She showed me her photo book, and I said, wow, who's that? I was going to say, that would be impressive if you bagged a couple of sisters like that. No, you know? no, no. I, yeah. I then dated her sister for three years, but I went to her sister's prom, and then my old partner there back at the radio station said, oh, no, you can't do that. I'm like, what do you mean I can't do that? I'm one year removed myself. 
And she goes, no, you're a college guy. She's still in high school. Stay away from her. I mean, is that yeah. true? Well, she was of age, so legally you were fine. I don't know. In the state of Massachusetts. She was like 16. She was 16? She was still in high school. She was a well, yeah, senior. Yeah, when you're a senior in high school, you're 18. She was going to be a senior in high school. She was just, she was turning 17. She was 17 years old, I got to believe. Okay. And you, so I don't yeah. know what the state thing was. I was just getting to be 18 as a freshman. Goodness. We got R. Kelly over here. Come today. on, man. Come on. It wasn't like, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to be in one of those teachers trying to bag one of my students. It was just, it was just a year, oh, a little bit more than a year difference. Goodness gracious. Her, family was, her family was okay with it. Okay. I dated yeah. a girl for three years. It wasn't like I was trying to bang, bag some high school chick and take off being a freshman in college. No, we dated. We, we went to Martha's Vineyard. We hung out together for three years. Mm -hmm. All right, Carl, whatever you say, man. Okay. Whatever. Here's, here's something from my sister. Linus, uh -oh. Linus is Lucy's brother. Linus is Lucy's brother. Okay. Linus, the guy with the towel, the guy with the dirty towel over his shoulder all the time. I think that's Linus. <laughs> What was he doing his best John Thompson impersonation? I don't, know what, I don't know what Linus did. I think he was the linebacker coach. He always had the towel. And Pigpen <laughs> always had that cloud of shit around his head, remember? Uh, he wasn't allowed in anybody's I never saw Pigpen in anybody's home. He was always like, hey, stay out in the backyard. You can't come. All the other kids could come through the back door. That dude, look, where's that, where's that cloud of shit around? See, there's the dude with the towel. See the guy on the right with the towel? Yeah, John Thompson over here with the sweat <laughs> towel. He had his thumb in his mouth and he had the towel. He's a linebacker coach. And a little blankie, probably. A little, little blankie. Yeah. Where was Pig, where's Pigpen at, though? I guess Pigpen didn't show up today or that day. Yeah, because he's a dirty, filthy. He was like that little homeless girl that tried wanted me to hug her. Mm. That little cloud of dirt around him. Well, I feel like the Peanuts actually hung out with Pigpen a little bit. You just kicked that homeless girl to the curb. Wow. Maybe she was too old for you or something. No, no, no. She was. <laughs> she just wanted to. She wanted to go bone to bone, and I wasn't into hugging. She wanted to go clothing to clothing, and I just no. Bone. Was, she wanted to bone. No, dude. She wanted. She with wanted the clothes on. Was she Amish? No, she wanted. She wanted physical contact with me, and mm. I wasn't giving her. I was giving her lunch or some cash, but I wasn't doing physical contact. I didn't want to hug anybody that day. She was filthy. Incredible. Once again, she was filthy, okay? She had dirt spots on her face. It wasn't like the linebacker that puts all the eye black on or the quarterback and all that crap. No, he, she was filthy. I didn't want to hug her. That's not a big deal. I would have made her a sandwich. You know, remember, I went out on Thanksgiving with all my sandwiches. Let's not yep. forget that now. Yep. That's I was true. almost going over by that McDonald's to see if she's around. She would have told me, get lost with your sandwiches. How about a hug? And I would have F-bombed her and said, no hugs on Thanksgiving for you. I'm glad you didn't ask her to make you a sandwich. Oh, oh yeah. I know what kind of sandwich I got, all right. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. I don't know how we got there. Uh, my boy Alex is watching this morning. What the hell did I just tune into? Yeah, I, I don't know how to answer that, Alex. I, I don't have any clue. I'm looking for answers on Charlie Brown characters. That's all. There we go. All right. Um, okay, let me ask last final. Yep. Who does Snoopy belong to? Who does Snoopy belong to? Yes. Like whose dog was he? 
Yeah, whose dog was Snoopy? I actually don't know. Interesting. What family? Which He didn't come from the Pigpen family. He didn't come from the Linus and Lucy family. Was that Charlie Brown's dog was Snoopy? Yeah, Maybe. I think Charlie Brown's dog, yeah. And Charlie and Sally, because Sally was the sister. She didn't have much to do in this deal, did she? Did she always show up, Sally? Text on the Coda text line, Peppermint Patty P standing up. Do we have that confirmed? Oh, no. Come on. Paulie, oh, Pauly Patty, come on. I've got some research to do today, yes, I guess. Do Goodness My gracious. Goodness. All right. Uh, NFL, we'll get to some transfer portal stuff. Um, Jalen Catalan is into the portal. We'll talk about that and what that means for Texas in hour two. Monday Night Football last night, though, Buck. Um, how about Jake Browning? Speaking of Washington, the former University yes. of Washington quarterback. That guy's been uh, to some places. Yeah, he was awesome against a really, really good Jacksonville team on the road last night. The Bengals get a 31-28 overtime victory uh, in Jacksonville in Duval last night, keeping their playoff hopes alive. And the Jags, a bad loss, but the bad loss was turned worse by an injury to Trevor Lawrence uh, in the fourth quarter, it looked bad. A, uh, Walker Little, state of Texas kid, his left tackle kind of got pushed back into Trevor Lawrence, and he stepped on his ankle, and oh. Lawrence went down. He got up. It looked like he was going to be okay, but then like a second after he stood up, he fell right back to the ground again, smashed the turf, threw his helmet. Uh, he looked pissed, and I think they're saying it's a uh, high ankle sprain for Trevor Lawrence. So it looked like it no could have been worse. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like it could have been Aaron Rodgers-like where it was an Achilles because he started grabbing for that ankle area, and you always feel the worst, and they showed video. I don't know where the hell the cart guy was last night, and I've got the, the cart at every stadium around the league, right? Yeah. Like Trevor Lawrence was basically being carried by a couple of dudes because he couldn't put any weight on that ankle. He had to like make the slow trek back to the locker room while the game was going on. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I don't, you don't understand that. That's almost like the like college basketball in the NBA. When those guys go down, why is it always somebody with their arm around their shoulder? Why can't they bring out a certain kind of cart? They don't bring it out for basketball. Basketball players, when they tear up something, they don't, the cart doesn't come out for them. They find a way for their teammates to put their arm around them, around their arms, and they get off the court. I always thought that's kind of weird. Why isn't there like a unit you roll out there, almost like the one you put your what is that that where you're moving your furniture? Why can't we roll out one of those? Stick one like leg a on dolly, there? like a yeah. Why can't we have a dolly for those guys? Why do they always have to hobble off the court? That doesn't seem right. You know, it doesn't seem like it make any sense that they don't have a tool that comes out there and picks them up. I, you know. Well, basketball is a little different than football, right? Because basketball, the amount of space between the court and the locker room is significantly less than what you have in football. And it's just harder to get one of those carts on. I mean, they've got stretchers and carts in basketball arenas if they need them. But football, you've got to go a lot further distance to get back to the training room. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I, like, I, have no, I need to see a dolly take a guy off. How, what, what kind of basketball. dolly is that big? You can get yourself, you can get a body on a dolly. They can lean okay. back and you can dolly them right off of there. But they always seem to hobble off. I mean, it feels like you could do more damage the way they take you off in basketball. You know what I mean? By the way, as we're talking, who is the black kid with the Charlie Brown group? What was his uh, name? What was that dude's name? Oh, is it bad if I don't know? 
No, it's probably worse that I don't know. Was it Trevor? Trevor. Ishmael? I mean, who was he? What was that dude's name? There was a black kid that hung out with Charlie Brown's gang, wasn't there? Yeah, I think. He didn't come in until the later years. The original Charlie Brown's, the, the original clan there, or whoever Charlie Brown's group was. That Franklin? They, huh? Oh, Franklin? Was it Franklin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was Franklin. Oh, no. that's my son-in-law's name. Not it was, token. It was, it was token. not token. <laughs> no, his name, his Token's the South Park guy. No, no, no. There was a, a, a black kid that hung out, but he didn't come into the later years. As Charlie Brown, you know, as we got away from the 50s and 60s, and I think about the 80s or 90s, that's when they had a black friend that used to hang out with them. I think you're right, BK. Did you know Franklin? I mean, they were gonna know? they were gonna get canceled if they didn't bring a brother into the show. Oh yeah, so is that was his name, Franklin? They brought in Frank. Oh, good job there, Frank. And what was his deal? Look at this comment. Oh, there's Franklin. He's listening. He's <laughs> <laughs> Franklin. Is so what? What? So what is? What was the deal? What was his gig? Did he coach DBs or something? Because he's because he's black. You think he was a football coach? Well, they were all kind of little coaches. Like I told you, the, the dude with the, the wraparound around his neck, the linebacker coach, Linus. You're right. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what position group. Lucy was, was a cheerleader, period. I, I wonder if I'd rather have Franklin as our safeties coach than Blake oh. Gideon. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. Hey, here's a live footage of the cart that is trying to pick up Trevor Lawrence on the field in Jacksonville last night. <laughs> I have, you ever, that. have you ever seen this i saw that that was at the cowboy that was great this was during a high school game craig was on the call for this yes a runaway cart that there was i guess a pylon that had gotten lodged under the gas pedal this cart just went rogue and like a bowling ball just knocked over a bunch of hey people. dudes oh oh that had to hurt where was that last night? They didn't have that in Jacksonville? They, they got that for the that high school the, kids? They need that on the NBA courts, too. God, I mean, it's this, this is one of my athletes hobble off. It's one of my favorite moments in, in football history right here. Oh, God. So, yeah, yeah Trevor Lawrence. When I played at Boston College, when the, when the guy from Texas cheap-shotted me in the knee, when I came back and he hit me low and I tore up my knee and <laughs> I went off. I hobbled off with my two buddies on my shoulder. I just hobbled off. I needed a. I needed something then. Well, I didn't want to do that. You could have just been like Paul Pierce and shat yourself. Then they would have had a wheelchair for you. Ooh, remember that? He had to <laughs> sit in his deal? own shit. That's right. He had to sit in his own shit. I remember that. Yeah. Well, he he acted like he had broken his leg in twelve places and become paralyzed from the waist down, but really he had just crapped himself. So he called the wheelchair out and. And they were wearing their Celtics whites that day. Yeah, he didn't want anybody to see that uh, that he had uh, made a little mess in his pants. And that's that's what happened. Well, thanks for so, the Charlie Brown update, y'all. Appreciate that. You, Thank you, Franklin. You. I know I'm sorry you're listening this morning. Yeah, here's uh, the updated list of quarterback injuries. Well, actually, this doesn't include Trevor Lawrence. And it doesn't sound like Trevor Lawrence is going to be out for the year. Uh, cause they are saying it's just an ankle sprain, which look, he'll miss a few weeks. And if you're a Texans fan, you're probably not rooting for injuries, but that kind of opens the door for the Texans a little bit in the AFC South, right? Cause Jacksonville, you know, they've got the lead. Uh, they obviously won that game in Houston a couple of weeks ago, but 
Uh, maybe uh, the Jacks slip up a little bit with C.J. Beathard in at quarterback instead of Trevor Lawrence. Could open the door for the Texans in the AFC South. But yeah, look at this list, man. I mean, a ridiculous amount. Now, has Aaron uh, Rodgers – I haven't heard that Aaron Rodgers talk about, I want to get back there. It sounds like they suck so bad with the Jets that he's not really – I don't hear him pushing to get back anymore. He was singing that tune for about a month and a half, and now I've heard that thing go silent. They're, they, looking, for, uh, they're looking for another quarterback. They opened up his 21-day practice window um, to leave the door open on a potential return this year, but it, it's just not worth it. Like It'd be one no. thing if the Jets were still in the mix, and I know they haven't been eliminated from playoff contention, so technically they, they're still in the mix. But uh, yes, it'd be and one I'm thing. truly sorry I gave you people the Jets last week as a thousand-unit play. That yeah. was that was just totally that was just a throwout game. How did you let me even think of doing that? That was terrible. I told you to not do it. Don't blame me for this. I literally asked you three or four different times if you were serious about betting on the Jets. And I know they were playing the Falcons, who also kind of suck. But the Jets, dude? Yeah, anybody playing the Jets is a winner. I mean, that is – that is that's a – I thought they were at least going to be able to run the football. They can't do anything now. No, they're terrible. And that, that game was ugly. 13 to 8, the final score wow. in New Jersey. Uh, yeah, just bad quarterback play all around. I mean, Desmond Ritter isn't good. Atlanta's going to have to figure out their quarterback deal after the year. And yeah, I mean, Tim Boyle started the game for the Jets. He got benched for Trevor Seaman. That guy sucks. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, there, there was a report out of New York today or yesterday or Sunday. I don't know, at some point after the game that said that. The Jets wanted to go back to Zach Wilson, but Zach Wilson didn't want to play for them again. What? And then that's kind of been debunked, or at least uh, someone in New York media has done damage control and come out and said, no, that's not true. If the Jets want to go back to Zach Wilson, he'll play. But, yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad up there is the point of bringing up that story. The Jets are 4-8. and eight. If the Jets were like 6-6, six and six, Maybe Rogers should be like, yeah, no, like I, I want to rush back because we can make the playoff. But it's you know this year, there's just no point. Get healthy for next year, dude. He's not coming back next. He's done. You keep you keep saying that, and he that keeps dude, saying the opposite. That dude is not coming back to football. Not there. He yeah. just collecting. Hey, he's getting free money this year, just like I give you with my picks. Free money. You're right. Come if you now. fade, if you fade the buck, you will get free money. That is how it works this year. Uh, so the Jags lose. Miami is the number one seed right now in the AFC. They and Baltimore have the same record at nine and three. Then you've got Kansas City and Jacksonville at eight and four. And you have a log jam. I mean, you've got, what, 11 teams within one game of a playoff spot in the AFC right now. Like the NFC, uh, you know, you've got, uh, I guess, some competition towards the back end of the wild card. But we know the AFC is the much deeper conference. The AFC or the NFC, it kind of feels like you've got four really good teams and then a bunch of eh. Uh, the AFC yeah. is deep this year, man, and it's going to be fun over the last month of this regular season to watch who uh, rises to the top and who finds their way into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the NFC, the, the four teams that are – you know, with Detroit, you know, even maybe the – is there a possibility the Rams could get in there with their last couple weeks of yeah. winning? The Rams are 6-6 uh, six and six right now. They've got the same record as Minnesota – and Green Bay, who are also six and six. Yeah, and, and Jordan Love the other day during the playoffs. Boy, I liked the way Love played the other day. That was yeah. good stuff. Yeah, that was a big win for Green Bay on Absolutely. Sunday night. Obviously, the refs were a huge 
part in the storyline, but it shouldn't take away from the game Jordan Love played. Like the Chiefs defense has been one of the best in football all year. And I think the Packers scored, what, 27 in that game? Yeah, was there more than that one call? I mean, although that one call was, I don't know, I could have made that call when I was nine, that over-the-top interference call. That was just plain passing. How can you not make that call? How can you call that a breakup? I mean, you're you're talking about going through a guy to get to the ball. Yeah, I mean, there were three or four awful calls on the last drive alone. Like the Chiefs got a gift earlier in the drive when Mahomes took off and ran – and it was Jonathan Biles, Simone Biles' husband, and he, yeah. had to, he had to take the last name on that one, uh, the former Houston Texan. He, he pushed Mahomes, and they called a late hit out of bounds, but Mahomes was still in bounds. Like, so that was 15 yards for the Chiefs right there. And then a couple of plays later, yeah, you had one of the most egregious missed PIs you'll ever see. Uh, and that would have given the Chiefs the ball inside the Packers' 10-yard line with a couple of chances to – you know, they needed eight. They needed the touchdown and the two-point conversion. They would have had a few chances to score if they made that call. And then on the last play of the game, the Hail Mary the Chiefs had. Dude, there was a – I know it's a Hail Mary and you're not going to get calls very often. But was a guy yanking you, somebody just yanking them down? If you were to get a call on a Hail Mary, like th- this was the one. And I don't know how many people would have complained about this being called. There would have been some people who were like, ah, the Chiefs get all the calls, whatever. But Travis Kelsey, like just a full two two-arm shove – from a Packers DB on Travis Kelsey and just completely took him out of the play. Again, odds Kelsey would have caught it very slim. Of course, it's a long ass Hail Mary. But he had but a like, chance. They, even the TV announcers and uh, whoever the, was it Bill? Bill something, the ESPN referee analyst. I hate those referee analysts. They don't realize anything for me. But yeah, yeah like even, even that guy was like, no, yeah, they, they, they could have definitely called that, even though it's a Hail Mary like that. That was a PI. So they just, they missed a few bad ones on the last drive of the game both ways. It was a joke. Yeah, I love when around Thanksgiving time because I was a part of the, one of the greatest Hail Marys of all time with Doug Flutie's throw. As my fullback goes down the field, supposed to be in protecting. And as the Miami players jump, he undercuts like two of them at the height of their jump. They come down sideways and our guy catches the ball in the end zone. And you looked at that play over and over again. I'm like, why are you down there? Yeah. You're supposed to be back here protecting the quarterback. He said, I just wanted to go down there and get in. I want to get into it just in case there was a tip ball. I said, well, dude, you can't undercut guys while they're up in the air. Hit them low. And he did, and he knocked two of them right. You know, they never got to the height of their jump because he undercut them, and the ball went right over the top of them. Mm. Great job, guy. It worked. Great job, Steve Strahan. Played for, yeah. the, played for the Raiders for about seven years. Loved it. Michael Strahan's dad. Yeah, Steve Strahan. Strahan. Oh, sorry about that, Steve and and Michael. Hopefully Steve had better teeth. He did. Always Michael. carried the ball in his left hand, no matter which way he ran. Is that right? Yes, never changed that's, the ball. That's that's not what you want. Yes, it is. I want him not to fumble. <laughs> he would always protect it if it was in the left hand? Always protect it. I said, was that your dominant hand? He said, yep. Mm. I said, well, keep it there. Even when you're going the other way, even if you're going to the right side and you want to keep it away from the defender? I said, if you feel more comfortable with your in your left hand, it's the funniest look with a guy going right with the ball in his left hand, you know, right from the get and kept it that way. Yeah. Never put it on the outside. He never switched. The, he never did that. He never switched. And I never said switch the ball. I just said, whatever your dominant hand is, leave it there, please, because I don't want that ball on the ground. But the minute it goes on the ground, you're going to start making a switch. Never fumbles. 
Yeah, I've got. Uh, let's see if I could pull. All right, now nah, we'll do that. We'll talk about that later. All right, we'll get into the transfer portal stuff. Um, interesting news for Texas in regards to the portal, and obviously some big name quarterbacks from around the country. Boy, have- some of them bailed out, didn't they? In a hurry. Oh, yeah, put their names in the portal. The portal opened up on Monday, and I think we're already at more than 1,000 people who are wow. in it right now. It is uh, portal season in college football, and this is as wild as it gets right now. But before we do that, we've got to give some shout-outs to some of our great sponsors, Buck. How about Texas Orthopedics? If you're seeking specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, contact the experts at Texas Orthopedics. They're physicians offer comprehensive surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults. Now, spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and even more. And our good buddy, Christopher Danny, of course, big mullet open guy, Christopher Danny, and a surgeon there along with Christopher Stockton. They want to, their goal is to get you back into good health, of course, and that great quality of life that you deserve. Visit Texas Orthopedics, uh, TXOrtho.com. Now, Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. For more information, go to TXOrtho.com. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And I think Texas Orthopedics has already committed to be a travel partner. Very nice. For Thank us. you, Dr. Danny. As we make our trek to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. Getting a lot of travel partners on board already. If you want to be a part of our trip to the Big Easy for the Sugar Bowl, hit us up. Reach out. Text on the code of text line, 512-222-9328. You can DM me. You can email me, however you want to get in contact. Our buddy Steve, a.k.a. Cooter, at Pest Wranglers. He's already committed to be a part of things. And uh, Altstadt Beer, they've also committed to be a part of things. Big time. That's my favorite beer in the world, man. At some point this week, I'm going to crack open an Altstadt on our show. You know, Maybe when when Hanukkah gets here, we'll be celebrating that. Uh, Altstadt, the best beer that you could find all throughout the state of Texas, whether you're in Austin, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, or anywhere in between, they've got Altstadt wherever you shop for beer. H-E-B, Specs, Twin Liquors, Total Wine, wherever you go, you can find some Altstadt. And, hey, if you're hitting the town for some of these bowl games coming up, for the big college basketball game tomorrow night, yeah, Texas, Marquette, if you're going to be watching that at a bar somewhere, uh, make sure you ask your bartenders, waitresses, waiters, servers, whoever for Altstadt beer. And uh, hey, if you're looking for those extra stocking stuffers, doing some holiday shopping, Altstadt. That's as simple as that. Just throw a six pack in there and uh, whoever's getting that gift is going to absolutely love it. And they're absolutely going to love you as well. Altstadt is liquid gold. One sip and you won't go back to the other beers that you have been drinking in the past. Check out their website, altstatbeer.com for more information. It is Altstadt beer. No impurities, no regrets. Buck, let's start with the Texas transfer portal news and the biggest named Longhorn to enter the portal is Jalen Catalan, who, of course, transferred in from Arkansas. Uh, A lot of Longhorn fans had high hopes and expectations for Catalan. He was really one of the best players in college football as a freshman at Arkansas, pretty highly touted recruits and burst onto the scene at Arkansas in his true freshman season, maybe 2019 but just dealt with a myriad of injuries at Arkansas. I think had two season-ending injuries in back-to-back seasons, and we just never got to see Jalen Catalan play a whole lot. But we knew the ability was still there. He entered the portal last offseason, and then he committed to Texas, and uh, I was pumped about this. Now, we all had the caveat of, well, if he can stay healthy, but uh, Jalen Catalan, with what he had done on the field during his time at Arkansas, 
gave me and I think Longhorn fans everywhere some hope and optimism that none of the Longhorns might have found a gem in the portal, but it just didn't work out. You know, Catalan was dealing with a shoulder injury that caused him to miss some time. And even these last few weeks when Steve Sarkeesian has said that Catalan is fine and healthy and good to go, uh, he just hasn't played a whole lot. So it almost feels like he lost his spot in the rotation. I don't know if there was any, you know, off the field doghouse type of stuff going on with Jalen Catalan, but uh, I was really hopeful and optimistic that Jalen Catalan could be a difference maker for this Texas team. And unfortunately, it just didn't work out that way. No, it just didn't work out. I mean, if a tree falls in the woods, I mean, I mean, do you hear? I mean, do we hear it? I mean, he just never, never really was here. It just didn't seem out the injuries. You know, we knew about the injuries. We understood about the injuries. I, I, I got it. It was just a flyer that they took on a kid that they thought was going to be a really, he was a talented freshman. He had been out with those shoulder injuries. And he, he just hits that way. He plays the game really, really, really tough, very physical. And those injuries, I mean, I guarantee you, they just lingered on and on and on. And even when he got here, remember, he wasn't ready right away. Right away. They kept saying, we're going to wait, we're going to wait, we're going to wait to conference play before we get him in there. And he just never healed, you know. And, and then by the time he got healed, other guys was in there that they thought BK were just better because they had played more football than he had played. Yeah, you know, it's kind of chancy. And to me, it just never got here, never got healthy enough to actually do anything for this football team. Yeah, 17 tackles and a forced fumble for Jalen Catalan this season. But yeah, he did miss a lot of time with injuries. And like you said, it just kind of felt like he lost his spot. Sure. That part, which, which I, I don't get. Like, if Catalan was truly hurt and the coaches were just keeping that a secret, then okay. Like, if he's hurt, he can't play, whatever. But. It's not like the safety play on this team was good enough oh, no. to justify leaving a healthy Jalen Catalan on the sideline, right? Like no, that, that dude never was healthy. That's probably been the worst position group for Texas this year, which is why I and a lot of Texas fans are critical of Blake Gideon, even though this team is in the playoff. Like the, the safety play, the rotations were questionable. Just felt like guys weren't getting better. You've talked about Jaron Thompson a lot, and it just hasn't really felt like he's taken the steps that we had hoped he was going to take as a Texas Longhorn. But that like, was a starter. That guy was a starter and much better a year ago. Yeah. And then this year, something happened to him where, you know, it, it just, you know, when they talk about development and player development, that's a group that didn't develop. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, and, and you've got, you know, Michael Taff in there. You've got Derek Williams, the true freshman in there. Both of those guys have done some great things this sure. year. I mean, Michael Taff has been Johnny on the spot. He's had a few big takeaways for this Texas team, and he's a smart player. Uh, but, you know, he's he's not that great. We're talking about a former PWO. And then Derek Williams is a true freshman. He's shown you some signs, but he's not quite there yet. And Jaron Thompson, Keaton Crawford had the great diving pick against Oklahoma State, but he's obviously had some issues in coverage this year. So once you want to know if they're going to get better, this place has all been all about yeah. development. The defensive line has developed, the wide receivers have developed. And so even though you're in the, you know, you're in the playoffs, you got to hope for the future that you've got somebody that's going to develop these guys or these guys are going to develop. I don't see it. I mean, I don't see it. Like you said, yeah. when when Michael Taff is playing for you and starting in a bunch of games and doing good stuff. I mean, that's a kid who is a walk-on developed himself. I mean, that's not – that guy is – that guy has developed – he's a he, – he wasn't getting scholarship. He's developed himself. He's played well enough. He's just instinctual for the football. But the group that these highly recruited guys are supposed to be, they haven't developed. No, and that's – look, I, I think Texas realized they need some safety help. 
going into this year, and that's why they, they went and got Jalen Catalan. And uh, it just it didn't really work out. And he was, I think he's just been injured. I, I don't think it's anything to do with the fact that – I mean, that was a good football player. We knew what kind of player he was. Those shoulders just never got healed. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, either way, um, it sucks. And it's – obviously, I understand the move and the timing of the move for Jalen Catalan because the earlier you get into the portal, the earlier teams can reach out and contact you and – uh, the more options you're going to have, right? Because, well, teams fill their spots pretty quickly, and Jalen Catalan wants to make sure he's got as many options as possible for where he plays next. But Well, somebody's going to pick him up. Somebody's going to say yes. Yeah, but it's just like, nah, dude, he's he's leaving a place that has an opportunity to win a national championship. Yeah, why, you don't, you, why don't you just get healthy and spend your last year here? You know, it, it, I mean, it's not like you that you need the team to get back. You're trying then to get – some money for the NFL. You're trying to you're trying to position yourself. Why not stay at a place who now understands that you've got shoulder problems? Let's fix it. You have all kinds of time to fix it. Why get up and leave and go somewhere where you got to prove that you can throw your body back in there? You're going to have to go somewhere. If you're injured, you're going to have to go somewhere and sit around anyway until you're better. Well, that's why I don't think it's injury related. That's why wow. I just think Jalen Catalan lost his spot. Like it's as simple as that. Or had you think he's a healthy guy. With the coaching staff. Yeah, I do. I don't know if he's 100% healthy. Um, and I'm sure if he went out there and played more, there was a chance he would have gotten injured again because that's just kind of who he's been over his college career, unfortunately. But uh, no, like I, I think he's mad that he wasn't getting as much playing time as he felt like he deserved down the stretch. And I get it like because this safety room has not been great this year. So it feels like he should have played more. But he's, he's yeah, gone. Well, I don't get it because if that guy is, if that guy is healthy – he should be playing or getting more opportunities. But, right. you know, we've seen him in games where he's – I mean, he hasn't made a difference. None of them have made a difference at that position. It just – that's a scary position for this football team. Yeah. They've just got to get better. The young ones who are back there have to develop. Uh, whoever's developing that job, their job is to develop those guys. And then your job is to also go out and find more of them because you need more, whether they come out of the transfer portal. You know, they brought the kid from Wake Forest. My expectation is that he was going to be a little bit better too. Because he's played, he's played a lot. He's a he's a senior. He's played a lot. I mean, he played. He he was at Wake Forest when they had Hartman there throwing the ball all over. So he's practiced against a pretty good quarterback, but he never showed out to be that kind of guy either. Yeah, he just was spotty play. Yeah, Gavin Holmes. Yeah, yeah, Gavin Holmes. Uh, he's relatively low on the depth chart for Texas at cornerback this year. Uh, yeah, look, the good news is Texas has, what, 13 to 14 practices between now and the Sugar right. Bowl to, to try to get guys better, try to develop guys a little bit more. And uh, I'm sure that will happen. Uh, but now in the offseason, I would expect the Longhorns to be in the market for another safety Absolutely. transfer portal. Another cornerback. Maybe another cornerback, too, because uh, Ryan Watts is, is off to the NFL, I think, after this year. So they've got uh, some areas to address but yeah Jalen Catalan a couple of other longhorns have entered the portal I'm sure there will be a few more between now and January 1st but uh, Jalen Catalan obviously the biggest name and just kind of the end of a disappointing Texas tenure for uh, a guy that I had uh, some pretty lofty expectations for yeah well you're going to see guys on this team that are four stars and whatever that thought they should have been even playing more early or maybe even in, in their sophomore years haven't seen the field those guys are going to be thinking well, I can go somewhere in this country and play some ball. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just that's the nature of the portal. That's what it's about. For sure, for sure, for sure. While they're going out, let's bring them in. And I, and, and for me, this this is a team now that doesn't need to be bringing in guys for. They need to bring in guys who can play now. Yep. You know, come in here and they play. They yeah. don't. 
there this this place has enough depth at positions except for back there where you where you throw them in the ones that are depth wise back there are freshmen that should be getting better when they become sophomores that's what your expectations are that their sophomore years they've been in this program for a year they understand what the defensive backs and what the what the defensive scheme is all about and they'll get better but you still got to look for guys you still have to go and the guys that you get have to be guys. They aren't there for depth purposes. They're there for playing purposes. Yeah. Well, the portal's been great for Texas, right? I mean, the starting quarterback was a transfer and oh. maybe the best wide receiver on this team. And Adonai Mitchell was also a transfer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Now, the Longhorns have had success with depth pieces, but they've also gotten two of their most important players and two of That's their best her. players out of the transfer portal. So, yeah, look, I mean, uh, uh, Sark's done a good job in the portal in recent years, but now Texas is going to be turning away people. From the portal, like a, a well, bunch you're gonna, of, have, you're gonna have to get your receiving core, and you're not you're not gonna depend on young high schoolers and a sophomore who'll be that guy next year. You're gonna need portal guys who are wide receivers that can come in here and play and take the spots of some of these guys. Yeah, and there's gonna be a bunch of them out there. There already are, and I, I think Texas will be in the market for at least one receiver in the portal. Now they've got Jonte Cook. That's the freshman you're talking about. Yep. Um, they've got Ryan Wingo coming in, the five star one of the top players in the country in this year's recruiting class. DeAndre Moore coming back, Casey Kane coming back, Isaiah Nayor, if he doesn't hit Who? the portal. I know. I don't know what to expect from that guy, but he uh, he can he has come back. Year to play football. He has another year to be a part of football yep. at Texas. Yep. So they'll have some dudes, but I do think uh, they will be hitting the transfer portal. And there are some big names that are either already in the portal or some names that might be hitting the portal very, very soon. Uh, Matthew Golden at Houston, a name to look out for. A guy okay. played pretty well against the Longhorns this year. Super highly touted recruit. Texas offered him out of high school. He could be in the mix. Obviously, Texas fans talking about Evan Stewart. Uh, the Aggie, former five-star, if he decides to hit the portal, although I don't I don't think Well, Texas they thought he was going to hit it last him. year, didn't they? What's that? Didn't they think Evan Stewart was going to be gone last year? That was the scuttlebutt that he may be leaving A&M, and he did not. He did not, but now you've got a coaching change and another disappointing season behind him. So, uh, no, I think there's there's definitely a chance. I, I'd be surprised if Stewart doesn't hit the portal, but I'd also be surprised if Texas is uh, in serious consideration uh, for Evan Stewart. But what about these quarterbacks that are hitting the portal across oh, the yeah. country, man? I mean, you've got some big names from some big-time programs who are in the portal right now. We talked a little bit about Dylan Gabriel yesterday. Um, He's in the portal. He's leaving Oklahoma. Mississippi State, a reported finalist. Oregon, a reported finalist as well. And I think uh, I've been hearing that Oregon might be the leader in the clubhouse for Dylan Gabriel because Bo Nix yeah, is man. on after this year. Wouldn't you like to be a team that's got a pretty good team without missing a and missing a quarterback and grab that guy yeah. in the portal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's the way college football works for a lot of teams. Now, Texas – now, Texas feels like, all right, we don't need to hit the portal for a stud quarterback because Quinn might come back, and then we've got Arch Manning, who we recruited out of high school, waiting in the wings, and obviously Malik Murphy is still here too. Curious to see if any of those guys decide to hit the portal. Um, but, yeah, a lot of teams are just like, I mean, we'll just go transfer. Ohio State transfer. their quarterback, a, a young guy who plays. Yeah, Ohio State's quarterback hit the transfer portal, Kyle McCord. That was the big surprise, right? Like there were some rumors about maybe Dylan Gabriel – hitting the portal. Some rumors about Riley Leonard at Duke hitting the portal, and he's going to Notre Dame. Speaking of schools that are just going to the portal every year for quarterback play, right? They went and got the Shartman last year, yeah. 
and now they're getting Riley Leonard. They're just going to the ACC every year. To that's to get a good get right there for them. Yeah, Riley Leonard is good. But yeah, Kyle McCord, that's a big surprise. I mean, he he wasn't great this year. Ohio State was still a top ten team, and they were eleven and zero before playing Michigan. Why is he um, not staying there to develop? I mean, he just well, obviously he knows the wide receiver group is. They always have a good wide receiver group at Ohio State. Oh yeah, that's just year in year out. I don't know why he take. Why would he take off? That just right. must be something with the coach. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, maybe it's an NIL deal. I don't think Ohio State tried too hard to keep Cal McCord. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't. Yeah, you're right. You know, if, if most really good starting quarterbacks for top ten teams, maybe calling Kyle McCord really good is a stretch. But I'll just say, if most quarterbacks for top ten teams went to their coach and said, "I'm thinking about." hitting the portal, I feel like most coaches would be like, what do we have to do to keep you here? Yeah, no kidding. And my guess is in Columbus, Ryan Day is like, all right, cool. That's yeah, fine. I, I, hey, I'm good because I got to take a chance myself because I need to do something a little bit better. I may be gone. Yeah, I lose to Michigan for a, what, fourth time or fifth time? It'd be four fourth in a time. row if they lose next year. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michigan has overtaken Ohio State in the Big Ten and uh, Buckeyes fans obviously don't like that. So I am curious to see where Ohio State goes. Like they've got a couple of stud uh, recruits waiting in the wings, or do they go the transfer portal route to try to bring somebody in for that quick fix? You know, sometimes when coaches are feeling that their seat is warming up a little bit, they get impatient and they don't want to build through recruiting. They want to build through the transfer portal and get those quick fixes. Sure. Uh, so I do wonder if that's where Ohio State goes. But, yeah, Kyle McCord, that's a big name. I, I am fascinated to see where that guy ends up because even though he wasn't awesome this year for Ohio State, I mean, still put up some good numbers and still was good enough to start at Ohio State for basically yeah. a full season. So he'll be a big hit for somebody. Yeah, I don't know if he's the difference maker on a team because there's not many teams better than Ohio State, you know? Right. Right, right, right. Uh, another Big 12, I guess we're not going to see this guy anymore, so maybe we don't have to care about this, but uh, Will Howard from K-State in the portal. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, they've got that Avery Johnson kid who played a good amount down the stretch for K-State, and he was yeah, a really he highly touted recruit, and he's the future there at QB. Um, Cam Ward from Washington State has entered the portal and the guy who had a pretty good year. He's explosive, dynamic as a runner he is. And, and as a thrower. Uh, and then DJU back in the portal. Nope, I'll pass on that. Yeah. I mean, he went to Clemson and then went to Oregon state, Oregon state's coach, Jonathan Smith left to take the job at Michigan state. Maybe that's where DJU goes. Maybe he thinks about the NFL. I don't know. I don't know, but some big names there in the portal. Tyler Shuck, by the way, speaking of Texas Tech, he's also in the portal, too. Oh, he is? They'll be looking for more quarterbacks? Yeah, well, they got Baron Morton, and they've got Jake Strong, who are the two backups who play. No, they're going to need a a quarterback. Yes, they are. Especially especially if everything's going to start running through Lubbock now that Texas is out of the way. Yeah, we'll see about that. I don't think anybody believes. I don't think Tech fans believe shit's going to run through Lubbock anymore. You don't? I haven't heard a lot from Tech fans since 57-7. to seven. They're, They've been very relatively quiet, haven't they? Not a lot of, uh, for them to talk about. How's basketball days. going for them? They're, they're okay basketball-wise, huh? Yeah, they're okay. Uh, they got a first-year head coach in Grant McCasland, and uh, they've been fine to this point. I think they've got a couple of losses so far this year. Maybe they're hanging in there for baseball season again. Well, that's, that's how it works for Texas Tech, right? It's, it's always the next sport. It's always their year, and then it's not – 
and then it's oh, we're a basketball school. Hey, congratulations to Texas women's basketball beating UConn the other night. How about, How about that? that? Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of good happenings on the forty acres this weekend. Obviously, Texas football winning the Big Twelve is taking the majority of our conversation. But you're right. Yeah, the Texas women's basketball team a nice win at the Mood over UConn over the weekend, which is great. Sorry, Gino. And Texas is now number five in the AP poll that came out yesterday. So shout out to Vic Schaefer and the entire Texas women's basketball team for uh, taking care of business in that game against the mob. Nice Gino Ariema. And then Texas volleyball. What is it? 18 years in a row. They've made it to the sweet 16. Oh yeah. That's the expectations. And they're going to be there. The Stanford regional Texas, a two seed in the Stanford region. Uh, they'll play Tennessee in the two, three sweet 16 matchup coming up later this week. And then potentially a date with uh, Stanford in that regional final. These games will be in Palo Alto. Texas plays Tennessee on Thursday night at eight o'clock. So uh, the defending national champs still alive in the NCAA tournament. We'll see if they can get back to the final four. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's 18 straight trips to the sweet 16. Man, How effing absurd is that dude? Almost as effing as, uh, it's it's almost as bad as what they do in swimming. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the swimming and diving program has been incredible. Oh, they're going to win the last Big 12 championship. Have they won it already for swimming and diving? Is that over with by now? I think they I think won, they've already won that. Probably won it twice this year. <laughs> That's how good they are. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I actually don't know the answer to that question, but I'm sure they did. I get that they will win. Yeah. Big 12, yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of the tournament stuff, though, for swimming and diving happens in the spring, too. Which would so. be great. I mean, I mean, it, that's another reason that I think it'll be, it's great for Texas to move to the SEC. SEC's got pretty good swimming, too. I mean, it's not just, you know, it's not just just Texas and then the Pac-12 and swimming. The SEC's got, you know, with Florida. I mean, they've got pretty good swimming programs, too. So that should, that should be fun, too. Yeah. I, look, I don't know every sport in college athletics. Well, we know baseball is pretty good in the SEC. Yeah, I, th I think the only sport where the competition will get worse in the SEC than what it's been in the Big 12 is men's basketball. Like, the Big 12 has been the best men's college basketball sure. league for years now, and obviously you had Houston into the mix this year, and it got even better. So, yeah, the SEC basketball-wise is not as good. You've got Kentucky, obviously. You've got Tennessee. It's not a bad basketball conference, but the Big 12 has been – the the creme de la creme in college hoops for but a they've long time. Up, they picked up the pace, you know, as uh, Tennessee with Rick Barnes. Yeah, yeah you know, it's Chris fun. Beard is now at Ole Miss. Yep. Yeah, we'll have to see Chris Beard again uh, at some point in sure. the next few seasons, which will be interesting. I'm, I'm uh, intrigued to see what the reaction will be when Chris Beard comes to town to play his first game as the Moody, at the Moody Center against Texas. Um, but, yeah, like every other sport, nah, the SEC is better than the Big 12. But the men's college basketball, the Big 12, once again, better than the SEC. It'll be a good test for all of the athletics programs. But, like, the, the only question for me was football, Buck. Like, I knew yeah. Texas was fine in every other sport. I know they were going to be co uh, confident and comfortable in making the leap to the SEC in literally every other sport besides football. And this year, I think, has shown all of us that, now we don't have too much to worry about. Like, yes, of course, the SEC is better than the Big 12, but – I mean, Texas went on the road and beat an SEC team by 10 in the non-con, and they're playing in the college football playoff, and they're two years right. away from a national championship. Like, this team is going to be a factor. They've got football figured out. This was such a big year. We talked about this right before the season started. Absolutely. Like, like you know, obviously a big year for Sark. 
to prove that he's the right guy. And you felt like Texas had the talent and experience to maybe make something special happen. And then they went on the road and won that game in Tuscaloosa. And that really raised the bar for this team. But this was not just about, you know, winning a lot of games and uh, trying to be competitive in your last year in the Big 12. This was preparation. Yeah, this was about like proving to everybody, the guys inside that locker room, but also Texas fans and just college football fans that you were going to be okay when you make the move to the SEC. Because yeah, I, 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 I think they will, and I, 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 and I know you do too, but boy, there's a lot of people to be replaced here after this. I mean, you don't get to, you don't get to a championship and then play for a college championship without losing some incredible players on your football team. I mean, there's some seniors or, or whatever they are that may decide to go elsewhere that there's, there's a lot to replace. This is, I know your, your recruiting has picked up and yeah, eventually, you know, down the road, if you're, if you're recruiting and you're coaching the way this coaching staff has, you, there's going to be a lull. I think there somewhere, you know what I mean? I, I really well, do. They're going to lose some guys, but think about all the guys they might get back and shout out to engaging life's moments for the super chat. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah, the women's volleyball team is ridiculously good every year. No doubt about that. Uh, I mean, Quinn Ewers might come back. You might get every running back on this team back. Most of the offensive line is coming back. Um, you know, Baron Sorrell, Byron Murphy, those guys could come back. Anthony Hill coming back. Terrence Brooks coming back. Like, they're going to get a lot of guys back. So, yeah, I, I can't argue against it. They're going to lose a lot of important players. Tavondre Sweat. You know, one of the best defensive players in the nation this year. He'll be gone. Xavier Worthy's not coming back here. Yeah, Worthy, Mitchell, Sanders, right? Your three best weapons in your passing game on offense. Those guys are gone. But, uh, no, it's not like Texas is going to have to start from scratch. Like, if Ewers comes back, they're going to have a three-year starter at quarterback. That's very important. So rare in today's college football. Uh, So, like, yeah, no, I I think Texas will still be competitive next year. Of course, the roster is going to look different, but – they're going to bring in a top five recruiting class. They're going to bring in some dudes from the portal. Like I expect Texas to be very competitive in year one. Yeah, and I think that's why when we talk portal, it's not just about bringing depth in. You need to bring some dudes in. They have to come and they have to be ballers. They can't yeah. come and just be okay. They can't be the guys from Wake Forest that are just okay. They have to come in and they're going to have to start at positions. Yeah, they're going to have you're going to have to bring a bunch of wide receivers in here that are ready to play football. They're that are that are above and beyond they're just can't be just players they have to be legitimate players that are going to have to do some amazing things that that position is going to be key right there i believe right that's not an easy one to do when you when you talk about this type of offense but i've got faith in sark figuring it out because everywhere sark has been he's had really really good wide receiver play like he knows what he wants he knows how to evaluate that position Mm -hmm. and he and, and chris jackson the wide receivers coach it's clear that they know how to coach guys up and develop them so I, yeah, I've got they, some of the names you said, but without the exception of Cook, some of the other dudes that you said, those aren't guys that step right in and become big name players. Well, we just don't know. They could. They just didn't play this year, right? Like Sark just kept, you know, Worthy, Mitchell, and Whittington on the field throughout the season. So I like I, I think so. There's some juice to a guy like DeAndre Moore. It's like a high four-star recruit. Obviously, I'm excited about Jonte Cook. I mentioned it a couple of minutes ago. I think they're going to go to the portal to get at least one receiver. Sure. But like, I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying there's no chance that anybody on this roster right now can step up and be really, really good. Uh, look, Texas might have two first-round wide receivers 
Yeah, that's hard to replace. Yeah, they're not going to have that next year. Right. But I think there's uh, some serious potential with the guys on campus, and I expect yeah, Sark to address that in the portal once we get to the off season too. Yeah, that portal is going to be important for him. Yeah, but this year was big, man, just to prove that you could actually hang when you make the move to the SEC. And I think regardless of what happens in the playoff. Texas has uh, has done enough to instill confidence. Oh, no, you're still moving forward. You're not moving backwards. You're not staying the same. You're moving forward. As yeah. Sark says, you can't, you know, if, if you're the same, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. So right. I, I think that's that's what we see from this football team. They're getting better. Yeah, you obviously can't have a post-2018 situation resurface where oh, no. Texas beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. You had Sam Ellinger saying, we're back during that post-game celebration, and it almost felt like oh yeah, it almost felt like Tom Herman just kind of, you know, relaxed, took his foot off the gas, just kind of leaned back in his chair, put his hands behind his head, and was like, yeah, damn, people, how could Charlie Strong not figure this out? How could Mac Brown not figure this out? This is easy. Year two, no, we just beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Like, we're, mm. we're good here. I don't even need to put in the work that I put in no, to, uh, to make it work harder point. even the next year, work harder yep. than you worked that year that you got to those spots. And I'm not worried about that with Steve Sarkeesian. No, I'm not worried about the uh, the letdown, everything he said, and what you just said, right? You can't stay stagnant, you've got to no. keep getting better. If not, you're getting worse. Sark said that like two weeks ago. Yeah, so it, it tells me that uh, now the dude realizes that uh, there's a lot of work to be done, obviously, before the playoff, getting ready for the playoff, but then after this year, just because we've made it to this spot doesn't mean we're fine and it's all good. You got to uh, you got to keep the pedal down. And no, you got to go. You got to go. You got to move forward. You got to you got to keep owning the recruiting. I mean, I expect him to own the month of June, like he always does. And I mean, on some great players. And that's not just in the state of Texas. That means you go pick and choose. Now that you're going to the SEC, you get down into the Atlanta area, and you've been taking some Alabama players before. You take them away from Alabama. You take them away from Georgia. You recruit that part of the country, just like it was in your home base. But you don't you don't leave any stone unturned in this state because the Aggies still can't Aggies still do well. I don't know how they continue to do it in recruiting. Whatever deals they got going on down at College Station, they've been they've been getting it done. They've been getting these these classes now. They haven't been developing any anything, but you got to go down there and get you got to beat them out on some of the guys that they get who go there and then they leave there. Oh yeah, you know how the Aggies have gotten it done in recruiting. Come on, man. I mean, they've got resources, they've got money. NIL has helped them out a ton. Um, I, I do love watching how many players from that historically good number one ranked recruiting class have bailed. Have bailed, right? I mean, Texas has brought in one recruiting class in school history, and that class won the national championship. Right? That was the 02 class. It was ranked number one in the nation. And most of those guys were the key catalysts for the Longhorns winning their sure. last national championship. AM brought in its first recruiting class in school history and their coach got fired two years later and all of them are bailing to go somewhere else. Uh, I get a kick out of that as a Texas grad and fan. Uh, all right. Before we get into the Heisman finalists, we got to talk about this. We also have a hilarious video. I think I found oh, a video of you in the future, Buck. Oh no. Yeah. 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 So definitely stay tuned for that one, but we've got to give some love some of our sponsors How about dr greg eckert now as i told you folks that dental insurance that you have right now we're like we're getting there we're getting towards the, we're heading towards december we're heading towards christmas time it's going to start to get too late to get an appointment with dr eckert but he's still taking appointments and as i said yesterday remember this he will be taking on new patients for 2024 give him a call at 
345-3166. Find out if you can get in there and see the good doctor if you have a problem or if you want a new dentist in the new year. Think of Dr. Greg Eckert. He's been doing this for over 28 years. 3,500 cases of restoring teeth. I had mine done in just two visits. He's doing general dentistry also. If you've got a problem with one tooth or many teeth, see Dr. Eckert. And by the way, if he can't get to you, he will get you to somebody else. That's how good the doctor is. He'll make, he wants to make sure that your teeth are healthy, that you're not in any pain. Find out if you're a candidate for, how about this, dental implants. How about turning a frown upside down in just one day, leaving his office with a smile? He can get that done too. Give him a call at 512-345-3166. Folks, he is our dentist. He should be your dentist also. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Doc U and shout out to greatblueheronfurniture.com. A custom one of those couches. Oh, man. Custom leather furniture company. They've been around since 1991. The gorgeous couches, the recliners, the chairs, the ottomans, the bar stools. If you're in the market for some new furniture, you've got to check out greatblueheronfurniture.com. You will not find more stylish, more comfortable, and more well-built furniture anywhere in the world. Furniture is a big investment. You shouldn't just go to that uh, blue and yellow Swedish store with the shitty meatballs and say, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna buy that. No, that's going to last you for like a year, and it's not high quality, and you're going to have to replace it all of the time. You don't want that. Get you a nice right, piece those of little puzzle things that you put together in order to put the furniture together. Yeah, it takes you two and a half hours to, yeah. to put it together, and then you realize like there's a missing piece. Oh, yes. That's like crucial for the install. Don't do that. Get real nice custom leather furniture company that is going to last you decades, not just years, decades. Style, comfort, built to last. Style matters. Use the promo code Hook'em. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. That's right. Hook'em will get you 15% off the best looking and the best built furniture that you can find. It's greatblueheronfurniture.com. And uh, also a shout out to Olipop. Yes. I got to restock. I got to hit the grocery store today and give me some more Olipop. But the Bucks a believer. Trey's in on the Olipop. Chip Brown is in on the Olipop. I'm in on the Olipop. So many of you are in on the Olipop. I get texts and tweets all of the time from you people saying that you've tried Olipop and now you're a believer of Olipop. This stuff can change your life. It's great tasting soda that's actually good for you. I don't know how they do it, but they found a way. To make a healthy drink that actually tastes good. And it tastes like soda. And they've got all the classic soda flavors. Cola, root beer, lemon lime, cream soda, cherry cola, all that stuff. Plus some other great flavors as well, like the grape. Oh, yeah. I they love the a, grape. I'm, I'm now getting into the cherry a little bit more right now. Yeah, and also our good cola. friends over at 7-Eleven. Speaking of changing your life, changing my life every day at 7-Eleven. I find something new at 7-Eleven every day a different type of water that I may like in there because they have cases of water, different types of water. Of course, clean, clean causes there at 7-Eleven. Olipop is at 7-Eleven. They've got everything that you need. Let me tell you, BK, today I'm playing golf. It's a quick pizza day, 7-Eleven. I think my wife's in the house. Can't let her know that I'm going to load up the side of my passenger seat over there with some of those. You know, I'll get about three or four of those slices. Yeah, of course. Um, they've gotten back to the good pizza people, so I'm very happy with what's going on at 7-Eleven right now with their pizza. I'm not touching the wieners. I'm not messing with the rotisserie. I'm not putting my fingers on it. I use the tongs. I just take the little tongs, move it around a little bit. Not using my fingers like some of those construction workers like you people that go to my favorite 7-Elevens. Don't put your hands on the wieners, okay? Don't do that. 
Hmm. There's all kinds of stuff at 7-Eleven. You like all the different kind of things. I'm a, I get into one groove, and my and mine's is the pizza. I've never had one of those winners from 7-Eleven. One of these days, I'm going to slap that dog in a bun and put some mustard on it and relish and go to work. You, you know, you've never, you've never even tried one. No, I've never tried a dog there at 7-Eleven. You're missing out, man. Once I hit the pizza, I was good. You talk about changing your life. Really? Change your life. Dog? I'm you a roller. I'm a roller guy, man. Give me those like taquitos. You mess the with everything on cheese. that roller, don't you? The steak and cheese roller, the uh, buffalo chicken roller. They got all sorts of stuff. They got pepperoni pizza rollers. You know what's really more important is they've got the Austin American Statesman hard copy waiting for me. That's, That's right. Why I don't read the newspaper because it's garbage. Well, I'm going to miss that guy. That guy's such a clown. He is, man. He is indeed. All right. Let me show you this video before we yes. get into the Heisman finalist. And I want to get your thoughts on uh, the committee, the committee, the voters' decisions. So used to talking about a committee, but uh, these are voters who determine who wins the most prestigious individual award in college yeah, football. Chip, Chip has a vote. Yeah, Chip has a vote, and he submitted his vote, I think, yesterday. He posted on social media that uh, his vote has been cast. But, nice. But he is not allowed to tell you who he voted for until the announcement is made. So there you go. But here's this. I apologize for not remembering who sent me this, but somebody DM'd me on either X or Instagram saying that they found a video of you in the future. This comes from a casino, so that part of it checks out already. It's not that lady pissing on herself again, is it? No, it's not the woman peeing on herself at the slot machine. But this is what, maybe you already do this. I don't know. If you're not already doing this now, this will be something that I can basically guarantee that you'll be doing at some point in the future. That dude is playing four slot machines going around and around. The guy's in a wheelchair, like an electric wheelchair. And yeah, there are four slot machines in a circle. And I guess he's got money in all four of them, and he's literally wheeling around, hitting the button, going around no. and around in circles. I won't be at the casino in one of those. Get, I will not be. I won't be at the HEBs or your local Randalls in any of that. I won't be at 7-Eleven. I'll be on a skateboard before I'm in one of those. I'm a, I, I don't. I mean, a I'm wheelchair? People, no. I'm one of those little wheelchairs going around, no. What if you need one? What if you can't walk when you get older? I said, I said, I'll be on a skateboard. I'll skateboard? put you on a Yes, I'll be if able to skateboard. That's right. If you if your feet can't work to walk, there's no way your feet are going to be able to work to you skateboard. You expect me to have diabetes? What, are they taking my feet off or what? I don't I'm know. Like, You've already had like six knee replacements and two hip one, replacements. One knee replacement I have, thoracic back surgery. Come on, man. I'm not doing that. I won't be out in public. If, I'm, if I have to be in a little wheelie, I won't go to church. If I have to be wheeled around, I I get to a certain point. You go to church right now. What do you mean? <laughs> I, I mean you, you can walk and you don't listen, go to church. Why are you talking about church? Forget it. I'm not going to be in a scooter and I'm not going to have that thing on the side of my stairs, steps coming up here to 18 steps. I will crawl up the 18 steps before I sit on one of those. I will not sit in one of those chairs. I'm going to keep telling me, Buck, don't worry about the elevator. You know, you can go up the side of the wall. I'm not getting on one of those things. I'm going to have one of those when I'm like 35, dude. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're I, not, I, I don't want to walk. I want the easy free ride up the stairs. You know, I don't want that. And I see the people 
having to go get a scooter. I understand if you have to, that that's necessary. No, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like the guys in the NBA. I'm, if, if, if I'm going to get my teammates to hustle me to HEB, I'll be calling you and Trey. Hey, I got to go to HEB. Let me put my arm around your shoulder. Let's just hop around to different parts of HEB. I'm Let's not go. doing that shit. Yeah. No, come and get, no, get no, your I'm, wheelchair. They got them there for I, you. I'm not getting in a scooter and driving around with a little basket in the front. <laughs> Hell no. No, I'll pay some kid. I'll pay one of Trey's kids. I'll get, I'll get the, I'll get one of those little blondies to go to the store for me and bring my groceries to the house. I'm not going out in a scooter. I'm not doing that. Certain things I'm not, I'm not sharding myself. I'm not shitting in my pants and I'm not doing scooters at HEB. That's it. You're not doing those scooters anywhere. No, anywhere. No. And what I'm about not a wheelchair? Up, not even a wheelchair? No. And I'm not doing this. And I'm not doing the, the deal up against the wall coming up the stairs. I'll crawl up the stairs. I'll put get a little handrail things on the steps themselves and pull myself up to get up here. And gonna, I'll, I'll put a sliding fall. board to go down. I'll get a slide. No, I'll get a house slide. You know what I mean? One of those little house, I'll get a sliding board that goes down or a fireman's pole. That's what I need. <laughs> what? I get a stripper pole to get downstairs. Oh my God. This I'm not doing scooters. I'm not doing, I see too many people in scooters. And I'm going, you don't really need to be in there. You can walk. Yeah. Why are you doing that? that? That's a problem. Like I, I do see people in scooters who clearly just do not need them at all. And they're just running into my cart at HEB. They're just running into people. There's usually no respect, no manners for the folk in the scooter. Yeah, they don't I mean, say, excuse me. They don't stop and let you pass. They just dart. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm probably so mean that I'm looking, I'm looking at these, these, these places, these places that have all this handicapped parking. We don't have enough handicap. What the hell? Not enough handicap parking or not enough handicap people? Not enough handicap people. There's thousands of parking spaces. Can't normal people fill these up? Can't we have a little thing where we can pull the thing down and it doesn't show a wheelchair where a normal person who can get around can park there? A normal person. A person with normal whatever it is that's not – we don't need a handicap sign. There's a million of those handicap signs. And huh. like for normal people that can get around who aren't handicapped, they got no place to park now. Well, sorry about that if you're disabled because you're no, not. It's not I, 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 I get it if you are. I got that. Shouldn't but we have an overabundance of empty spots now. Mm. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, you're saying we need to make more people handicapped. So what, are you going to take a <laughs> nine iron like Tiger Woods' wife and just start sh hitting people's knees? Like I did to the roadrunner when I saw the roadrunner had one leg and was hobbling around. The I hit a roadrunner with a golf ball. You're Jeff, you're Jeff Galuli, man. That's you. Oh, the roadrunner had one leg. What was I supposed? I wasn't supposed to take a nine. What's a roadrunner with one leg? A dead roadrunner. Yeah. So I put a nine iron to him and threw him in the woods. So are you going to do that? You see a handicapped person at the no. HEB, you're going to kill them because they're not normal? No. Yeah. What is wrong with you? I'm not going to be, I'm not going out in that chair. Okay. I'll get so. amnesia of whatever it is and go out that way with my head exploding. But I'm not, you're not going to see me at your local AGB. My wife's not sending me out to get milk, and I'm going to be in one of those. I'm calling you or Trey or Trey's kids, one of those two blondies, to come over and get me and pick me up and take me. No service. I might do what this guy did anyways, even though I could walk. Like, this looks efficient as hell. <laughs> Thank you.
Uh, yeah, that's that's, that's efficient right money. there. Playing four machines at once, the amount of winnings you could have on that deal. How much money that guy's spending zipping around that thing and yeah. losing money for it for the shot? No thanks. Oh. I'm gonna be the lady. No, I prefer to be the lady peeing at the machine now. After seeing that, no, I prefer to be that woman. You're a one machine guy, right? You like to hump yes. your machines. You like to feel them up a little bit. No, I put my arms around them. them. I talk to them and I put my arm around them. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel them up. I just make contact with the machine and then I pull the lever and I'm at one with the machine. This I'm not is, you're Tim Brando and the machine is Spencer Till. Then and they're, they're actually liking it. Yeah. That's the thing. Not if there's, there's nothing wrong with it, if you like it like that. But why are they on TV liking it like that? I mean, serious. I don't know. It's not for the song. Does that song make you do that? No, it's jump around. You're supposed to just jump. Like up and down, right? Yeah. It's jump, not hump, right? It's not hump, it's not hump around. Okay. I grind on your broadcast partner around wow. either. Wow. That yeah. is so sad. Well, I'm, you know, I'm saying all this, but you know, there will come a time where I could get to that point. I, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask my wife. She's in the house now. I'm gonna ask her about the thing with the stairs, because the 18 flights of stairs that I go up. Nope. 18. There's 18 of them. There's 18 stairs. 18 steps. One flight. One flight. Okay. Yes. Yep. And we weren't smart enough to get the bathroom up here. Yeah, so y'all y'all blew that one. Yeah, we did. What about the fireman's pole to get down though? You're All right, well, there come a time when I won't be able to grab. I'm just going to go straight down and slam. If you it. tried that now, you would die. You couldn't I do, it not. Now. I can do it I can go down a fireman's pole. Yes, no I'm chance. strong enough. No I've been chance. working out, remember? Yeah. No. And if I, I'm going to ask if I can just get those. Look, if I can just get little handrails on the steps, I can eventually pull myself up 18 stairs, right? Goodness. Get to this part of the house. Yeah, we'd have to we'd have to start the show at nine every morning because you would be <laughs> 45 minute stair walk taking an hour plus to get up here oh man all I right we got i could stand on and come yep. up i can lean back and stand on and hit the button and come up the steps that way but i can't sit there i saw that deal in a movie once where those those little gremlins that you put water on they had the old grandma they were they kept on putting that thing she was sitting in it she kept going up and down up and down because the gremlins kept screwing up the buttons they screw with the electricity I'm not doing that. I'm not having my grandkids screw with me, and I can't get out of there. The gremlins, what a reference. Yes, no, it's not happening. That thing, I got horrified when I saw that gremlins movie of the old lady going up the stairs like that. It's oh, not going to happen. Certain ways I'm not going out, not shitting on myself. That's been already determined. I will shit in your golf bag first or the golf cart before I shit on myself. It's happening. It's going to happen first. Okay. There's not, there's not going to be a time where I shard my pants. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll bet you, I'll put 5,000 units on that. No. That's going to happen at some point. No. All right. Heisman finalists. We got about five minutes left right. before we hand it off to uh, Wags and Rodney for a little chaos theory. Heisman finalists have been announced, Buck. There's four of them three quarterbacks and a wide receiver. You've got Bo Nix from Oregon. Yeah. Yep. You've got Michael Penix Jr., the nation's leading passer from Washington. You've got Jane Daniels, led the nation in total offense this There's year. There's your winner. And you've got Marvin Harrison Jr. He's the one wide receiver, of course, from the Ohio State University. 
Now you're going with Jaden Daniels? Yeah, Bo Nix blew it the other day when he lost to Washington. And Michael Penix Jr. doesn't have enough numbers now. You know, he's had that little lull in his season. Yeah. And they're not going to give it to a wide receiver either right now. Jaden Daniels' numbers are too ridiculous. Yeah, they are. And Marvin Harrison Jr. had a great season, and he might be the best player in college football, and he's going to be a top three pick more than likely mm -hmm. in the NFL draft in April. But his numbers aren't good enough. Like, he didn't even have the best wide receiver numbers in the country, if we're being right. completely honest with you. Now, if he played with, like, a Michael Penix or a Bo Nix or a Jaden Daniels instead of a Kyle McCord, then maybe he would. But uh, now, like, you look at what Devontae Smith did a few years ago, the receiver out of Bama who did win the Heisman. Uh, he had better numbers. And, yeah, once again, I mean, for as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. is, like, he he didn't have the numbers, I think, to win that award. And you're probably right. Like, if you looked at the Vegas odds last week, Bo Nix was the favorite to yeah. win it. And a large part of that was because most people assumed Oregon was going to beat Washington. They were damn near 10-point sure. favorites in the Pac-12 title game. But Bo Nix, he was fine statistically. If you watch that game, though, he wasn't great. Obviously, Oregon, lose twice. Yeah, Oregon lost, and they lost twice to the same team. And that second loss kept them out of the college football playoff. And Jaden Daniels just has better numbers. Like even though LSU lost more games than Oregon, and they didn't play in the SE or in their conference championship game like Oregon and Washington did, uh, Daniels, I think with the numbers that he has, he's probably going to get that award if the voters waited. Sometimes voters cast their votes, which is absurd, and you should lose your vote if you vote before conference championship weekend but right. sometimes some voters do cast their ballots early um that's a joke maybe some people had bo nicks if they voted before the weekend but i think uh yeah bo nicks performance on friday kind of swayed people away from him uh, now with uh with uh your guy at the texans going down with that with his ankle his fibula i mean is is the marvin harrison do they have no do they have a, they don't have a high enough draft choice to get to him no, they, I mean, they, they traded their first round pick, which obviously isn't that high because the Texans are good this year. Right. They've got the Browns first round pick, but that's also not that high because the Browns are in the playoffs right now. Sure. So no, Marvin Harrison's going to go top three, top five at the latest. Uh, yeah. The Texans, unless they trade up, obviously uh, they've got, they've got no chance to get that dude. So maybe, um, you know, Chicago's got a couple of high picks because they've got their pick and they've got Carolina's pick. Well, like they're going to go for a quarterback. They're they could, take, they could take Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. Wow. You know, like they could do that. And then, well, it's still the Bears, so they're still going to suck. Those are the rules. But obviously, like they've <laughs> Those got are just the answer. rules? That's just the way that goes? I don't make the rules here. The Bears make the rules. The Bears make the rules, and they absolutely suck. Uh, I wish Devondre Sweat got invited, by the way, to New York. I, I, I figured it wasn't going to happen. He got, I'm sure he got some Heisman votes. Oh, he would have been great there. But yeah, it would have been awesome for that guy. Can you imagine that dude around all those uh, flat bellies there? Yeah. That dude hanging around with all those Heisman guys. Oh, yeah, 350, 360 pound oh, yeah. T sweat with three skinny quarterbacks and an in shape wide receiver. That would have been great. Yeah. Ryan, what's up, Ryan? Uh, if Jordan Travis was important enough to keep FSU out of the playoff, he should win the Heisman. If it was an MVP award, you could maybe make the case that Jordan Travis should win it. Uh, way that works. It's just the best player in college football, which, hey, Travis was in that discussion for a while before Don't he got hurt. hurt. But, yeah, he uh, as soon as he got hurt and as soon as his leg was turned the other way, that, that was, was it. it for him. All right, we do uh, – I don't think we've given love to Covert B Cave yet. Love the uh, folks out at Covert B Cave. Folks have been doing it since 1909. Covert B Caves, of course, have got 42 acres of 
seven unbelievable brands out there. And, and I love the Jeeps out there. They're about to start into BK for the new year doing their own Jeep brand, Dan was telling me about. And so they're excited about doing that. And, of course, nice. they've got Covert Chevy and Ford and Hutto. They've got Covert Lincoln Ford right there in Austin. But the seven brands that they have out there in BKs, and they've got them all. And that lot is filled with everything that you're looking for, Jeep, Cadillac, you name it, Chrysler, Dodge. They're all out there. And if you bought your car from the Covert family and you live in that area and you don't want to go all the way out to, say, Hutto to get it done, you can get it done right there. You can get it serviced right there at BK. So they said they've got 86 service bays out there available for you. And they've got wonderful folks that just want to do good by you. So go out to the Coverts. You know, the holiday season's around the corner. Make somebody happy with that Sierra, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Make Buck happy by sending him a Sierra his way. You ain't getting shit, dude. There ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with giving your boy something. I don't even know it may cost you a little bit. Send your boy something for the holidays. I'm yeah. out there beating the streets, helping these folks out. Yeah, you're you know beating what I'm saying? the streets. You know, I'm working it. I'm working it hard. But, folks, nobody beats that covert deal. Not now. Not ever. You're going around beating people on the streets? No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you did. You did also say we need more handicapped people in the world. So no. now I'm worried you're going to go. Rodney, Rodney, just, gonna man, just making some handicapped people. That's manufacturing handicapped people. That's nah, nothing wrong with that. Man. Rodney, I'm just trying to say I go to all these stores. There's these handicapped spots. There's 500 handicapped spots. But for people that aren't handicapped, there's no space available. Shouldn't there be a card on the other side? I could flip over and say non-handicapped. Let you me know, slide in there. Nobody's using all of those spots. There's It's an overabundance of handicapped spots. I had, I had a, I had a buddy years ago, we go on this beach trip and we are, you know, we're going to different places or whatever. And we took his parents' car. We took his parents' car. So we're in this ultra full club, you know, going to go in and, and dance and do all this. different. So couldn't find a place to park. This dude reaches in the glove box and uh, apparently his parents had one of those placards. He hung that some bitch up on the mirror. We are right in the front, right in the, front. <laughs> right. No, in the military. Man. In the military, they actually have hard placards for pregnant ladies, for people that are, 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 you know, expecting a child or whatever. If you're pregnant up to six months, you can't park there. No shit. There was a dude in my platoon that parked right in there and just had no no problem at all. Just said, yeah, I'm going to fake that my wife's pregnant or whatever. It's like, dude, your wife's not in the fucking car. Like, you can't park here. Like, she's not. He didn't care. He parked right yeah, there. Of course, that. he got locked up by a sergeant major. Sergeant major saw his ass parking in that spot and then yoked his ass right up. Son, you can't park here. Well, well, he got duty for the weekend. It's like, like, like if you go out, you go out to a restaurant now. Now there are so many spots that are designated for carry out and Uber Eats and all that. Oh yeah, and, and you've got to go park like at the hotel, you know, down the road over there and, and walk your ass. I mean, now, I've never is. done it, Ronnie. I've never done it. I've never parked in a handicapped spot and said I'll be back in four minutes. No, I understand that. But if there's seven thousand of them, I'm like, a wait lot. a minute. Well, I'm like this it, thing is packed. There's no place for me to park. Well, and you're right, because a lot of people in those carts, they don't need them. I watch them. You know, they're, they're sitting there riding around in the car, it's taking fat. up space and, and doing all this stuff. They get out in the parking lot, and they just walk, walk right out, get in the car. And then they jump in a scooter when they get into the – they jump in a scooter when they get in there. I That's understand. Right. I mean, I see some people that are extremely heavy. I got it. It's hard to walk around. I just said, uh, no, no, they're just extremely heavy, you know, round-shouldered, all that – like I, I told BK this morning, I said, guys, Girthy. when it comes to that time, I'm not getting that scooter going to H-E-B Randall's or anywhere else. I'm just calling up one of Trey's little blonde-haired kids 
giving them $30. Come over to Uncle Buck's, pick me up, take me shopping, just carry me on, like on your shoulders, drag me along, or I'll hold on to a, a, a carry you on your shoulders they're nine and six <laughs> no not now i'm, t- I'm not going to be in w- I'm hopefully willing that i won't be in one like tomorrow but they'll come that time because trey's not going to give them any money they'll be my like my little private blondies where i call them up and say hey <laughs> private blondies my private blondies. <laughs> hey hey josh giddy will you stop with that all right <laughs> i'm gonna pay them i'm gonna pay his kids He's not going to do it. I don't want them out on the streets. It's I'll all for the kids. As long as it's all for the kids. As it is it's it's about the kids. kids. I'm not abusing the kids. I'm trying to pay his kids. He's not going to help them I think, kids. I think Michael Jackson called them his private blondies as well. <laughs> All right. I I to go. No, hold on. Before you, yeah. no, hold on. Before you go anywhere, you've really never shit yourself before? No, and I'm not going to. Okay. All right, I have I I have shit myself before, and you've never shit yourself before. No, I've never I've come close, but I've never made that mistake where I had like some in. No, okay. no, I'm right. very careful about that. That's one of that's one of my main of head things. I've that's- had to lift myself up into the attic before, right? You know, you know where you had those attics, like the cubby holes, like the sure the the, the two by twos cut out in your ceiling or whatever to get up into the attic. Or- yeah. I had a ladder that was kind of you couldn't get in you couldn't get the ladder into the damn closet and of course the only way into the attic was through the closet right sure, right two and this is actually when I was working for Tom so I was on the job and I had that's I had, recently dude you didn't shit yourself recently yeah, dude, did you? yeah it was last year yeah it was last oh. year so so dude like my stomach was all jacked up and I was telling I told Tom too I was like man my stomach's a little bit of a mess man I might not be able to to get on the job you know I don't want to mess up the, the the people's house you know what I mean. I'd already, I know what I had done before I got to the shop and I didn't want to do it in someone else's house. Tom's like, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, if, if it gets oh, too graphic or too groovy, you, you got to get up out of there or whatnot. So I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Right. Well, I had to do a retro and, and hide some cords up into an attic. Well, I had to hoist myself in there and as I'm present. pulling myself up, it just fucking happened like, your bowels just let loose like that it was, and it wasn't it wasn't solid it was water come down the leg and everything <laughs> man and I, I was i i did I you shit at, in there did you shit on their house like on their floor no, or it, it went into, thankfully it went into some of my boot right and so i was just like hey man i called i called the the project leader i was like hey nathan man i gotta get the hell out of here i just shit my pants he goes are you serious i'm like yeah man so, so thankfully it was like right by lake creek uh lake creek um parkway or whatever so it was like five minutes from my house i had to get in the damn work truck oh my it smelled the the smell the oh, fucking smell no, dude. <laughs> I gotta go. that is so that is nasty now you can slam it now you can oh, slam it 